0: Hello and welcome to the Nudist Colony Podcast, the low tea, no tea, good times in a bucket. Hey everybody, I'm Ross. I'm Brent. And uh, I'm pretty sure I've done the intro different every single time. Like it's fine. The same. It doesn't matter. People it's like get a freestyle, it. Freestyle, you know. Yeah. It's like you just do it off the dome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I could write it down and just read it, but
1: I'm not going to. We're we're not that type of podcast, you know. We just fill no, things man. out now.
0: We're laid back. We're a we're a 420 podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're celebrating Hitler's birthday <laughs> every other week this year.
0: Hell yeah, man. <laughs> We're laying back in the cut. Co- this is now a sublime podcast uh-huh. uh, where we just cover 40 ounces of freedom 40 times in a row. <laughs> we call it 40 ounces to podcast. <laughs> no. Can we start over?
1: <laughs> no, no. This this has to stay in. <laughs> it's it's right. important content for the show. Ross, um, we had to rapidly wrap up last episode because we looked up the time yeah. almost at the exact same moment. On the last episode, we were like, oh shit, it's almost 10 fucking 30 at night. Yeah. On a school night. On a school night. I had a biology paper due the next day. Did you pass? No, I didn't even take the test. Whoa, cool. I haven't been back to school in so long. (laughs) That's insane. Which is good, because I shouldn't have been there anyway. I'm almost 40 years old. Uh, Slight tangent. I've been
0: daydreaming a lot, or like daydreaming, thinking Mm -hmm. about like, what would happen if I, with my brain, woke Mm -hmm. up in like 1991?
1: in 91 yeah like knowing
0: everything i know now Mm -hmm. right yeah so like i could like i would know i would like watch the uh whenever they would do like public uh releases for uh what do you call it like uh like when a company goes prisoners yeah yeah when you release prisoners in (laughs) the wild (laughs) and shoot them for fun (laughs) for sport um no like if i woke up and i'm like i could like hey you know this new company yahoo it just went public i'd be Mm -hmm. like hey dad Go put your 401k or however that stuff mm-hmm. works into that thing, yeah. right? And start making money. Yeah. And I'm like, I could probably end up being like a billionaire by now because you would just, in, you would know all the
1: things to invest in mm-hmm. and I would never have to work again. Mm-hmm. Dad, listen, there's going to be this thing called Yahoo Screen. Okay. There's going to be a TV <laughs> show called Community. Ends up getting canceled. It's a whole thing. Anyway, uh, season six, put
0: shows- all your money into it. <laughs>
1: yeah that would be crazy yeah it's really
0: it's really uh the the late stage capitalism symptom of like god damn it i wish i could go back and like find a way to never have to work again yeah uh which is really you know what what the the exercise is all about but uh Mm -hmm. anyways uh not important i don't even know why i brought that up you were you were (laughs) were saying we need to we need to talk about something
1: this is yeah uh not stuff that's a different show however we do we like to address certain things on each episode of the, the new metal podcast that we're doing here. Um, specifically, uh, I like to discuss the album art because it's just like, yeah, there's just wild changes that, that happened kind of throughout the course of new metal. And I guess just music in general. However, for the purposes of this specific genre, it is interesting to see how things like just like come into it and become a part of it. Like for example, we discussed briefly the the coal chamber album that's just like hyper-saturated. hypersaturated, looks like a McG music video and all that yeah. stuff. But we
0: looks barely like Marty even Marty and Croft like <laughs> yeah. Sid and Marty Croft, Sid and Marty
1: Croft uh, But it we barely even touched the the idea of Power Man Five Thousand changing album titles on the the last episode, right? And nor did we discuss the album cover at all, which no. was um, actually so both of them. Have album covers that were like, wait, hold on, hold on, let me rewind. I got what's <laughs> it? Uh, so they changed it from like the blood splat, something whatever it was. I've since forgotten. Blood splat,
0: murder fuck, um, <laughs>
1: yeah, so, mm-hmm. something like that. uh Blood splat rating system. There we go. Yeah, and they changed it to Mega Kung Fu Radio. Yeah. However, both album covers feature the band members on there, like actual like photos, right? Which is something that. Up to that point, new metal hadn't included, which is yeah. including members of the band on an album cover is something that I think of for like hip hop or like pop music. Yeah. But Power Man 5000 was like, dude, we got an elite singer. His name is fucking Spider One, dude. Yeah. We're going to put him on the fucking album We
0: got cover. a bassist named Six. Fucky Six.
1: <laughs> How dare you do Dorian Dirty like that? <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Dorian. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Like, they were just like, man, we're going to be... It, that's the first one that's yeah.
0: got uh, the band on
1: the cover, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, both of those. Both of those album covers. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's
0: right, because they're on it, too. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh.
1: Like, the first one, uh, the, the original one, had them, like... Uh, it, it was almost like a diagram of the the band members, like Brady Brunch. Brunch. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> Alice was there, of course, yeah. center square. But um, yeah, I thought that was interesting that they just like fucking went for it. They're like, we're out of ideas. We we are so wildly creative when it comes to song titles, uh, lyrical <laughs> content, uh, album titles, but then like covers. We're just like, I guess, just take a photo of us and slap that bitch on there. You know.
0: To be fair, they did like dress like. Weirdos, so that like it's a little bit more enjoyable to see them. Where he is like Deftones? It's just like a bunch of dudes in like skate T shirts. Yeah. Um. A corn. I guess Jonathan Davis wears a kilt, but otherwise mm-hmm. they're pretty just you know standard looking dudes. But like Power Man Five Thousand was kind of in that vein of almost Kiss, where it's like a they they dress up and everybody's got kind of like a persona mm-hmm. almost looking and their own kind of style that they're they're going for. Yeah. So. I could see where you might want to put them on the cover versus, you know, Deftones, which is just a bunch of stone dudes chilling. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, going back to what you were saying about being able to travel back in time and, like, get in on trends early. Power Man 5000 had the foresight to travel back in time, but just like four years and be like, let me tell you, 2001, there's going to be... A game that comes out called SSX Tricky. <laughs> and we are dressed fully like those people. <laughs> we got goggles. Do you, do you
0: remember uh, Jet Grind Radio?
2: Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: That's yes. that's what it yep. reminds
0: me of, too. The big ass Jinkos mm-hmm. and like o- old retro baseball jersey or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like little league
1: shirt, you know, or it's those like hard double stripes down oh, yeah. The, yeah, 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 the side yeah. of the t shirt arm. Yeah. Yeah. That ends in a ringer T sleeve.
0: Yeah. Mm hmm. What? How? Who? What kind of lama would wear those? I I own like six of them. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> it is wild to look back on what we used to wear and be like, oh man, this is what I thought could have possibly been cool. Like I was never cool enough to have like Jinkos, but I, I had Pacos. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, this probably looks okay. I don't
0: think no. I ever actually Whatever. owned a pair of Jinkos. It was all knockoff Jinkos because yeah. Jinkos were expensive as shit, which is
1: crazy, right? Right. I guess it's yeah. a lot
0: of material.
1: Yeah, it's like seventy-eight pounds of denim that you have to like <laughs> yeah. put your seventeen-year-old in and send them to school on a rainy day. It's just gonna like collect all <laughs> of that that rain juice, you know.
0: Somebody posted a picture. I don't remember. I think it was on Reddit or something that mm-hmm. was like a like a nostalgia. Like remember the nineties, and it was just like uh, you could just see two feet wearing jingos, and the bottoms were just soaked in mud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they yeah, like ripped a little bit. Yeah, because you always step on them and like uh, like rip them even more. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it was like you know fucking punk rock man it Mm -hmm. was like you know yeah they're ripped up i don't give a shit Mm -hmm. look at the dog collar chain wallet chain that i'm wearing yeah (laughs) because i i couldn't afford or well my parents didn't give me any money Mm -hmm. my parents were not like my parents were comfortably middle class but Mm -hmm. they didn't give me any money yeah (laughs) so like but we had friends that uh their parents would like give them money Mm -hmm. like they would give them money to go shopping I am trying to imagine asking my mom, Hey, can I have $20 to go to the mall? And my mom beating the shit (laughs) like, Oh, you can work for it. (laughs) You want to work for it? Yeah. Okay. Here's a list of things. And then you'll get the $20. Like that's how my family worked. Uh Um, uh, but but like yeah i I didn't really get money until I started getting a job funny enough our first job I think both of our first official jobs that weren't like you know doing I, I worked at my dad's shop during the summers but oh, it was sure, like yeah. under the under the table It wasn't you know I didn't get like mm-hmm. real money or had to work on the ranch a lot because I grew mm-hmm. up on a ranch um but like the first actual job that we had I think for you too right Pizza Hut
1: uh i i worked at mickey d's before you that did. that's right you but, did briefly work but like at mickey yeah briefly yeah. like my my first like full-time job where i'm like i'm gonna take ownership of my right. dumbass actions uh and then flame out yeah that was that was pizza <laughs> yeah. man oh uh,
0: remember our uh uh dear departed buddy preston uh-huh. uh got a job at mcdonald's for i think maybe i don't even think it was a month I, Exactly enough money so that he could go buy a guitar and then quit
1: Yep, mm-hmm. I remember that yeah. oh, I love that man He he also worked at Pizza Hut briefly But in uh, a different town than what we, we, oh, really? we worked at Yeah, he worked in Claremore, Oklahoma We worked in oh, uh, Katusa, Oklahoma yeah. Just way different guys uh-huh. Much more cosmopolitan
0: Yeah, And uh, uh, we both got in trouble our first day
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> we were screaming like assholes in the back
0: we were screaming profanities at us at each other on our first, first day, day yeah. washing dishes. Um, mm-hmm. And then we got pulled up to the front by uh, Ken, our manager, uh-huh. and uh, bitched out because <laughs> we were acting <laughs> unprofessionally. We're like 15, 16 years old. Uh, anyways, that job, my first paycheck that I got, I went directly to the mall and bought a pair of kickwear uh, like rave pants that were mm-hmm. like those. like They weren't parachute they were like like this weird thick nylon cord and like not breathable in the slightest of and course. uh i would wear them during the summer mm-hmm. full fucking blazing hot and just be sweating my nuts off under those things of
1: course yeah
0: yeah man 90s fashion was, was something <laughs> it else it was the best it was crazy
1: look since we brought this up and it's just happening 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 naturally yeah we're, talk- we're going to talk about Ken. I got to bring this up because oh I tell that story any, any chance I get. Anytime my memory is jogged of this, yeah. I have to talk about it. Ken was, uh, he's probably our age now. So he's probably pushing 40, right? Jesus, I know. Christ. I hate to drop that on you. However, I'm going to make you feel much better. So Ken was functionally illiterate, <laughs> right? He could not spell worth a shit and he was a manager there and the the pivot point on this is that he would have to on a marker board like write out like certain things like who does what task or whatever there's one point where he wrote down something on on a piece of paper because he couldn't come in that day so he was gonna have the like at the next person down the next right. like manager on duty come in and perform these tasks that he like wrote out for her to do and she's going through there and she's like, What is this? And so we all go in this little like cubby hole, kind of by the, the drive-thru and look at the the marker board. Ross, the marker board says <laughs> man tits on it. And we're like, wait, what? What is this? So then he comes in later that that day as the other manager, of her shift is in, and he comes in. Where's my man tits?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: We're like, what is this su- what is it supposed <laughs> to say? He's like, maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's how bad it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, holy shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, I shouldn't laugh at the illiterate, but that is fucking funny. I mean it's as shit. pretty fucking that's funny. Fucking like, hilarious. if you see the
1: word man tits anywhere, I mean that's <laughs> automatically that's comedy points out the door, you know. Oh man. Oh. He, he looked like a destitute Luigi. <laughs> he worked at a pizza place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Oh God.
2: Yeah. Oh.
0: I remember all I remember him is his um the way he would like just like Knead his face like dough. Like, oh and just, yeah. I mm, know uh-huh. this is really good, really good for an audio podcast. But, yeah. but imagine like working your face like dough just constantly, like mm-hmm. your cheeks with your fingers. Mm-hmm. And I remember every time he talked to me, he'd like Ross, okay, mm-hmm. just do this like yeah. gross like movement of his cheeks, and it was, it yeah. was really strange. He you was a strange man.
1: I I can see people doing that if they're like stressed out at work and they're just like in their office or cubicle or whatever and just kind of like stressed out. They've got their hands on their face, just kind of like, Oh God, how am I going to get through this? But you don't do that when you're actively like talking to someone, <laughs> looking them dead in their eyes, right. you know? it was so fucking wild. <laughs> and look, uh, since we're on the topic, we worked with a guy named Frank. Do you remember this oh, guy? Oh
0: God, Frank. Oh. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You just unlocked a memory for <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> Frank was also a straight up wethead. He was one of the dumbest people I've ever met in my life. He was probably like uh, close to his thirties. I, I I would say, but yeah. he was like real. He was real, real dumb. Like he had thick ass glasses.
0: Thinking back on it, there may have been like a some, learning disability involved. There was in something. That. Like in the like it was that
1: level of. Um, mm-hmm.
0: uh, <laughs> I don't want to say stupid because that sounds rude. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, yeah, like. uh deficient mm-hmm. yeah he was <laughs> clinical enough. he
1: was a uh, n- not a bright guy in no. any way shape or form but he was like fun to like talk to but oh, he yeah, was just yeah, like yeah, what yeah. what like it was just so what and he wasn't like outwardly hateful or he wasn't racist or anything like that that i i recall right. But he was he was genuinely like fucking stupid <laughs> there was at one point at pizza hut like at the end of our little like bar where you would make the pizza you had the thin crust roller where you put like uh, some uh, dough you put that in the top of the machine you feed that in and it would like come on down the the first little spot to like flatten it out long ways and then you turn it sideways and put it through there and it makes it like wide right so it fits in a pizza pan he fed the pizza in the top little slot and I remember looking over at him because he was going to make a thin crust. I, I was doing my thing. I made like a couple of pizzas. I looked over. It looked like he was still like messing with it. I did another couple of things. Looked back over. <laughs> he had his hand there. He's just looking at me with his mouth <laughs> agape. And I was like, Frank, what are you doing? He's like, uh, my hand's stuck. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> he had his hand caught in the roller. It was like actively pinching his fingers for like at least at least two minutes solid. Right, so and it was so it fucking takes insane. It a whole
0: five minutes for any kind of nerve ending to reach my brain. I'm like a I'm like a brontosaurus.
1: <laughs> so man, it was just so insane. And like he finally got like once we caught it, the manager ran over and she like turned the little <laughs> dial to like loosen up the rollers to like get his hand out, and his hand was like it was like pinched. It wasn't bleeding, but it, right. you could see where like blood capsules were bust oh, in Jesus. his fingers or whatever and he that was like probably hurt I'm yeah <laughs> but you know how most people will like yelp at pain or have <laughs> yeah. some type of a- reaction <laughs> his was to do nothing <laughs> just
0: watch it slowly suck his whole body
2: <laughs> well i guess this is what it is <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of another injury, I wasn't there for this, but right. I I saw the aftermath. Um, so I quit that job mm-hmm. and went to. I mean, we just quit. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, our friend Adam uh, got a job oh, there yeah, as well. Right. Yeah. And uh, I remember, um, you guys calling me one night because we would usually like hang out after you guys were like done with
1: with work, mm-hmm. and um, as soon as we were done cranking Frank's hand out on the dough <laughs> roller every night. <laughs> <laughs> frank's in the roller again. he got straight up to his man tits again <laughs> yeah. he, he, he walks into a
0: he walks into a gas station and he's like the chiquito rollers and has like flash <laughs> uh yeah. but no i remember you guys calling me and be like adam's in the hospital um getting his lip stitched up because you guys were outside uh disposing of <laughs> of uh the the big like uh what do you call them like. Tube lights, uh, fluorescent like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. um the you, you the big long ones, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh but you guys, I guess, went out back and were punching them. Like Adam was holding one and you guys were punching them mm-hmm. and you punched it and a piece of it flew and like sliced Adam's lip open oh, and you had to get stitches on it.
1: I don't remember this at all. You don't? It, it sounds very
0: Oh, it, it definitely Very happened. Else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I remember, yeah, he had a stitch, and he was just like, he was like so proud of it, like, he's like dude, check it out. <laughs> oh God, being young is like fun. It's like mm-hmm. stupid because you're oh, dumb. Yeah. yeah, but like part of that stupidity, like led to some fun adventures. Yeah. Uh Now I'm just like cautious about everything. I'm like, well, that sounds dangerous. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to involve myself in that. I might yeah. get injured. <laughs> back then, I had no concern for myself yeah. and God, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh Back then, it was like, I'm going to live forever. Now it's like, I could probably die now. Like, how much more do I got? Yeah. How much...
0: <laughs> I don't have a whole lot more to say. Think there's any relation to th- that sentiment and us doing a nostalgia-based podcast? Probably no, not. I think no, it's totally unrelated.
1: No, what? What, no. what are the chances of that? Zero. Uh, so going back to the uh, the topic of Coal Chamber and Power Man Five Thousand, oh, yeah. since, since we we talked about those, like where do you think the that new metal is at that point? Like a- after those two albums came out in the timeline.
0: Um so we're in 97, right? This yes, is all yeah. those are early both 97, early yeah. 97. February
1: 97 is when okay.
0: both those Okay. So came out. when was Oz, was Ozfest 97? Was that its first year?
1: Because Ooh, I feel like question.
0: all these guys were on Ozfest. Like everybody that we've talked about so far pretty much was at Ozfest. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain. Preston,
1: um, Frank, Yeah, Preston, Ken, Frank. all of them. <laughs> I'll look it up. (laughs) And
0: uh, so, you know, at at this point, I think obviously corn is still like a number one. And I think the labels are starting to go, Hey, there's this sound coming out of Sacramento or mid Southern California. That is, you know, blending hip hop and rock in a way that, you know, has been kind of done before, but in a much more kind of aggressive, like not just rock, but like metal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, you can, you can go back to your faith, no mores and stuff like that. And they were, they were still, they were doing that as well, but this is a much more like, um, I think a cultural difference between what those were, bands were doing. There's like a style that evolves out. Of, it's like the aforementioned Jinkos um, uh, things like that. Like they, this, this, this genre is like breeding a, uh, a lifestyle at this point, um, this is when I started wearing like baggy jeans because all the bands that I were listening to and that I were getting into were all wearing like big ass baggy jeans. Mm-hmm. And um uh, so that's you know what I was going for. Um and sort of that that not only like the visual style, but also sort of this like angsty um Angry outsider music is really starting to take hold and be more than just this niche little thing that is for a few people. And it's starting to resonate, I think, a lot more with people. Band labels are recognizing it. They're in a rush to sign like the next corn, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, because they they think, hey, this is where music's going. You know, kind of grunge is dead, we're looking for the next big thing, pop is just like it's there, but it's in the background, which is kind of weird to think about. Like, oh yeah, uh, uh, because like MTV and stuff at that time was really leaning into, you know, the alt scene. And then whenever new metal came out, I feel like MTV did this like rebrand where, uh, you know, it's it's spiky hair, it's baggy jeans, it's uh, uh tank top like like mm-hmm. tight tank tops, yeah. Um, airwalks you know like like it's it's solidifying into something we're still in the early stages of it i think or a little bit past the early stages at this point but the trend is catching on people are noticing it's become like a phenomenon at this point Mm -hmm. um but it's still new and it's still fresh and it hasn't doesn't have the uh the albatross around its neck that it will (laughs) very rapidly acquire Mm -hmm. um but yeah i think i think this is pretty much where we're at. at least that's my interpretation of it from rural oklahoma not from like a metropolitan place It's probably more plugged into this stuff that mm-hmm. is probably a little bit more you know uh initiated with the with the culture of this but from from my standpoint you know this is this is a new thing that i want to be a part
1: of yeah three things one yeah would you ever use albatross as a nickname Ooh. Albert Ross? <laughs> Albert Ross, yeah. Albert Ross. Uh, yes, yes, okay. I would two, yes, two. Uh, Ozfest began in 1996. Turns out it uh, okay. was it just a two day festival in Phoenix, Arizona, and Devore, California, on the 25th and sixth. I'm sorry, 25th and 26th of October, 1996. And uh, thirdly, I'm in agreement with you about where new metal is. I feel like yeah. at this point, it's just like very much with, like, Cold Chamber albums, like, they kind of sound like corn, but, like, the content isn't there, you Their know?
0: success is 100, if they, if, they, if they had come two years later, they would have just been awash in a million other bands like that, mm-hmm. that are better and have a more recognizable sound, but the fact that they got in the door so early, I think, is the only reason that, like, they have any kind of relevance.
1: Yeah. I am 100% in agreement with you. It's yeah. like, New Metal is just kind of like, it's there, but it's like, now what? Like, what? Right. There it, it's arrived on the scene, but it, it feels like it's waiting for something to happen. Yeah. Or for like better, bigger content to be spawned from it. Yeah. Right. And Which... We're we're I
0: think we're rapidly approaching mm-hmm. one of those, I would argue I mean, I guess corn you could say is like the grandfather of New Metal.
1: Oh yeah, one hundred percent, yeah.
0: But I feel like Limp Biscuit is the king of New Metal. Like <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. The, like, the fact that they can still headline shows in 2022. Right. And turn out these massive crowds. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I
0: was watching some live Limp Biscuit performances uh, last night. Uh, I just watched a handful of them and like, lo- like watching some old stuff from mm-hmm. like, you know, the 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 late 90s. Mm-hmm. Um and watching stuff that came out like literally this this year like 2022 some shows that they've played and like obviously fred has lost a step Mm -hmm. um dj lethal uh ate a couple people (laughs) (laughs) no no he's still dj lethal is still fucking awesome yeah like he's still he's he's still killing it
1: yeah um
0: but wes is over there
1: he just has to reach a little bit further over his turntable yeah
0: john otto you know looks about the same Uh um uh, Sam, Sam is looking better. I know, he looks great, man. Like yeah. he
1: lost a bunch of weight. I think it's primarily because of like illnesses or whatever.
0: Yeah. But, he had made, he was a major alcoholic. Like apparently yeah. like he got like a liver transplant and didn't stop drinking. Damn. But like he quit eventually. Cause mm-hmm. it was like already starting to happen again. And they were like, you have to, or you are going to die. Yeah. And John Otto, you know, famous, famously, mm-hmm. uh, was addicted to heroin. Hmm. Um, so he was always kind of in and out of the band For like live shows and and recording Like even Unquestionable Truth He's only on I think like three songs
2: mm, Total yeah.
0: like, uh, Three or four songs He's not on every song And you can tell You can definitely tell mm-hmm. When one of them is not there You can tell Yeah uh, Even like Sam Who a lot of people go eh, Bass player or whatever Sam is such no. an integral part of yeah. that yeah. And his sound sa- Like when they play with another bass player I'm just like Where's the where's the cool Weird ass bass lines mm-hmm. But fucking Wes Wes has, you watch his early videos, he's he's scrawny, he's still jumping around, and, like, th- that man plays guitar while he's, like, running a fucking marathon, and, like, yeah. jumping, and, like, he does this, like, hop thing when he, like, plays, uh-huh. where he, like, bounces up and down, and it just looks like he's having the fucking best time of his life.
1: All while wearing cumbersome attire. Yeah. yeah, Almost and every like time. grease paint head <laughs> to toe, and, like, I, blacked
0: out contacts.
1: It cannot breathe. He yeah. probably can't see worse shit. But
0: even, like, even the 2022 shows, obviously mm. everybody else is slowed down. Wes, no. Wes has gone like Super Saiyan 7. <laughs> Wes is like buff as shit. Yeah. And his costumes are like fucking crazier than yeah. ever. And his guitar playing is goddamn mind-blowing.
1: He looks like currently, he looks like a dark elf from Thor of The Dark World. Yeah. Out yeah. there on stage playing and everything. But like he's always been entertaining. Like, oh yeah, one hundred percent.
0: So okay, this will segue into our conversation for the day. Okay. Do you have anything else you wanted to pre uh, pre come on this? No, no, I think no. I'm, I'm all comed out. Okay, yeah. you, mm-hmm. okay, you got the come out. Yeah. Um, I had a revelation today. Okay. Okay. I will argue that Limp Biscuit mm-hmm. is the best four piece. Hmm. Well, okay. Uh yeah yeah because you got Rivers Lethal Auto Borland mm-hmm. now Fred obviously is a big we'll we'll get into Fred mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> uh
0: because I think as it goes on he becomes a little bit more he's still fun to listen to mm-hmm. but it it makes the music a little bit more of a kind of a joke yeah I mean. I or i love you but like, like, you know it's not like uh it's not zeppelin yeah um
1: where they were sing about the hobbit <laughs> yeah.
0: well, song actually rules yeah i will not have led zeppelin impugned on it um uh, but i had a revelation today listening to seven dust okay which is the album that we're going to be discussing, discussing today yeah um from
1: 1997
0: mm-hmm. um i had not listened to seven dust in a long time Ooh, okay Okay, I remember really liking them back in the day, but Mm -hmm. it just sort of like other bands came out, and I just wasn't listening to 7 Dust anymore. Mm -hmm. Listening to this again, is it Lejeune?
1: I think so, yeah. Lejeune?
0: Yeah. He's an amazing vocalist.
1: Oh, incredible. Yeah.
0: If Lejeune had joined Mm -hmm. Limp Biscuit instead of Fred.
1: Ooh, holy shit. Damn.
0: If that had happened, mm-hmm. I think the, traje- the entire trajectory of new metal would have been different. I think that mm-hmm. Limp Biscuit would have been on the level, I'm just going to say it, like the Led
1: Zeppelin of the 90s. Could have been. I mean, like Limp Biscuit as is was already up there. Oh, right? for sure. For they, sure. There was, there was a, a point where you could say Limp Biscuit surpassed corn.
0: Oh, for definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, but, but I think, you know, Fred on $3 bill, y'all mm-hmm. something happened between $3 bill, y'all and significant other where his vocals, I am, I'm, I'm honestly convinced that he had some kind of ghostwriter for $3 bill, y'all. I've mm-hmm. heard often that the spirit his, of vengeance you're talking about.
1: Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, uh, I heard that his wife helped him out a lot. Oh, okay. On the vocals, um, on the first album, but then they split up between the first and second album because there's a noticeable difference. There's a noticeable change. I'm not going to say good or bad because you know it's subjective. But let's be honest, his vocals are like a thousand times better on Three Dollar Bill, Y'all. Not just it, not just the lyrics, but like just the way he's screaming and just unhinged and everything.
1: That's the the Ross Robinson effect, I think. Yeah, that's that's a good
0: point. Yeah, Um, but. if Fred had stayed with that style and and was able to attain that level of of vocal or of of lyrical, you know, um quality that he had on the first one, mm-hmm. I think that would have been different. But Fred was never the best singer. He's an okay singer. He's actually a yeah. better singer than a lot of people give him credit mm-hmm. for. Um but I think if if Lejean had been in there or like a Mike Patton, hmm. someone that had the range and the ability to pick out really interesting melodies out of, um, out of like metal because metal mm-hmm. can kind of be a little bit repetitive. Yeah. I mean, unless you get into like Dream Theater and fucking all that Tool and well, I like Tool, but <laughs> Dream Theater, you know, it goes, you know, like it goes all over the place. Yeah. Fine, it's not really that listenable to me, but I think that Lejean would have. Just made this band a an all timer
2: mm-hmm.
0: instead of kind of a footnote or or like uh, uh, Wes calls them now they're a nostalgia act where they're relying on their nostalgia to yeah. play shows not their new music which mm-hmm. um, unfortunate but yeah. th- that's that was just a thought that I had today and I was listening to it and so I will encourage you mm-hmm. to maybe try to put Lejean's vocals in your head smash it together with a Limp Biscuit.
1: Oh, that that is fucking perfect, because it does seem like listening back to this album recently, uh, the Seven Dust album, it seems like LeJean is like, I like Seven Dust overall. I think they're a good band. I think they're a quality band. And the fact that they're still out there touring with the classic lineup of the the, the main five guys. There's one point where uh, I think it was Clint Lowry left the band. He started a seasoning company or whatever. Uh, Lowry's Salt. No, fuck it. Never mind. Anyway, so
0: Mike Lowry's cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Bad boys.
1: <laughs> Bad boys for life, of course. Yeah, of course. And um but he like left, he came back, and yeah. they they are out there and like putting out albums still. Um I think it was last year, maybe two years ago, they did a cover of Sound Gardens the Day I uh tried to live. Is yeah, the day I tried to live, yeah. And that reignited me listening to Seven Dust again. Right. For the first time. Like it was about this time last year. And I was like, God damn, they had so many great songs, you know? Oh, And he man. just, like, he, he for me, Lejon Witherspoon is one of the, like, I'd put him in, like, my top three favorite rock vocalists. He's LeJean? just that fucking good, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's unreal. I will say I think he is the best new metal vocalist. I, I don't mean taste is subjective, mm-hmm. but, I mean, on a technical level, I mm-hmm. cannot think of anybody, maybe Chester Bennington, mm-hmm. Um, would be like a close second because Chester had like a very classical singing background.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But Lejean just has like not to say that, that he uh, uh, Chester didn't have emotion because he had a lot of emotion in his voice but like there's just something there's that extra little like spice yeah. on his voice that just is insane.
1: I, that's funny that you mentioned that because I would put uh chester in there in my top three as well along with Corey taylor that'd be my like okay, top that's a three favorite yeah uh vocalists in like rock yeah level, that whole genre right mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah yeah he's yeah. number four machine gun kelly okay we all know we all know
0: actually listening to this album really reminded me a lot of like the first slipknot album
1: uh, I can uh get that a because bit, yeah.
0: because he would go into like these really like intense melodic things and then just be able to like Unleash fucking Beelzebub mm. on the
1: mic. But it's not just like melodic. It's like melodic plus catchy. Like, right. like, yes. Like you were saying, like Dream Theater can be melodic, but it's, it's just like, it just sounds yeah. like, a, a, honestly, it just sounds like a bunch of fucking noise, dude. Like a bunch of
0: bullshit, yes, <laughs> But no, no, <laughs> yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying because it's like um, being able to, to listen to a guitar riff and then build a vocal melody around that.
2: Mm-hmm
0: with minimal training, anybody can do it, mm-hmm. but it will be more than likely just boring, mm-hmm. but to be able to find a unique melody and kind of like a, a very, uh, repetitive riffy, you know, which a lot of new metal relies on repetitive riffs. They don't, yeah. you know, do like the progressive thing where they play all kinds of, you know, wild shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, uh, kind of blues rock based as far yeah. as, uh, uh j- just, looping for, for, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, But Lejean and like you said Corey Taylor Can like pick the vocal melody out That is like Catchy but not poppy But like emotional but like resonating Like all Mm -hmm. these things It's really really fucking hard to do And we're both musicians Mm -hmm. uh, So we've got some experience with this And that is literally I think The hardest thing to do Is to find a good vocal melody within uh, a chord progression. And the people that can do it are, you know, it's it's, it's obvious when someone's good at it, and yeah. he, he's got it in spades.
1: Oh, yeah. And on this song in particular, this cover of the Soundgarden song, his, like, Chris Cornell has a very, like, high and, and nasally voice, but it, it yeah. works for Soundgarden, but Lejean's interpretation of this with the, like, deeper, soulful, like, man, oh, his yeah. voice sounds like butter. I know, you know what it's, I'm saying? Oh. Like, he's from Georgia. On uh on
0: Bitch. Uh-huh. I hadn't heard that song in so long. Oh my god. And I had my wife in the car, and I was like, like song came on, I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. I like I just kept turning <laughs> it up, and turning it up, and we're in the parking lot for Target. Mm-hmm. And like I just started headbanging and I'm like, I don't wanna leave the car right now. <laughs> this is I'm having so much fucking fun. This is so good. Dude, it comes
1: so we gotta, we gotta get into okay, it. We, yeah, gotta, yeah. we gotta, get into the, the so album.
0: Just so everybody knows, that is not on the album that we're going to be talking about. No, yeah, today. I think that, that is was on their new one.
1: Yes, yeah, that's on their newest one, which is just a couple of years old. But the right. the quality of it is is there. It sounds fucking great i'm yeah I, i'm looking forward to going through the the various seven dust albums moving forward and discussing those um
0: i actually mm-hmm. listened to a few of them um some of the newer ones just mm-hmm. just kind of like just like grab a song here and there and listen sure. to it because i'm always curious like how do they progress because i didn't really keep up with them yeah. they really like really fucking kept up mm-hmm. like like they sound great still mm-hmm. i was I'm, I'm definitely gonna have to listen to them more
1: yeah for sure um so the seven dust album that we're discussing today is self-titled so it's just called seven dust came out on april 15th 1997 and okay i this is a little bit of controversy i uh i did Uh not know there's going to be uh, a bonus edition or a plused up version of this album i thought it was just the regular 11 track album whenever i mentioned it so that's what i added to the the nudist colony playlist on spotify check the show notes you can find it there for the next album that we'll discuss anyway so, uh, I had just budgeted my like mental, uh, time, my calendar for discussing the first 11 albums, uh, because that's the first only 11 el- albums, first 11 tracks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God, it's happening. <laughs> I didn't Here listen. we go. Here we go. We got to do it. Um, what time is it? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I know. Right. But. Um, there is a, a a definitive edition that has two live tracks and then two live crew. <laughs> two live crew is on there. It's insane. <laughs> it's they. It, you wouldn't even know. It's great. But there's a, a bonus track and then a remix of Terminator. Yeah. And um, I listened to all of those songs today. Um, you don't really need those on there. Um, I would maybe even argue you don't need the last track on the actual album. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that's something I wanted to discuss once we get there, um, and we'll, we'll do our rating for it and everything. But, um, yeah, this album was uh, recorded in Atlanta, Georgia, where the band is from. Uh, it's 48 minutes and change for the the runtime. And the album was produced by Mark Mendoza and J.J. French. And I was like, why does this name sound familiar? It does sound familiar. I looked at them. Both of them are musicians in the band Twisted Sister
0: oh Mm -hmm. okay that makes sense yeah right
1: sense and i didn't realize that they like produced music outside of twisted sister or whatever but this album dose has
0: produced a lot of stuff right
1: uh probably i feel like i've i've heard that name in reference
0: to a lot of different things i feel like he's been involved in in a lot of stuff but um yeah the production in this album is pretty pretty on point so it makes sense that you know they had a someone seasoned enough with with you know musicianship and they're
1: helping them along season with lowries uh i can't find a, a lot of information for mark mendoza i think jay french J Z french uh was uh he had produced quite a few things um wikipedia is uh not cooperating with me right now but okay. yeah. all that to say uh it was surprising that they because i think of like twisted sisters being kind of like a a little bit more poppy, a little bit more zippy in tone or whatever right. than uh this album and i think this album is heavy but also has like more textures to it than oh, yeah. certainly than than cold chamber but um <laughs> i think i think one of the things that i noticed by listening back to this album is that the difference that can be made with Having a nice melody, either vocally or via guitar or bass or something like that, yeah, amongst all of the heaviness can really like take things a long way, oh, you know, for Be- sure. Because if you had uh, someone other than LeJean Witherspoon creating these incredible melodies on this, it would just sound like just chugging and every song would sound literally the same or whatever, yeah. And there's a lot of like sameness to this album, there is, but. The there are a lot of highlights on there as well, especially yeah. when we get to choruses of different tracks or whatever. The choruses really stand out on this. Oh my god. There were certain songs where I'm like, Why does it sound familiar? It's like, Oh yeah, I listened to this yesterday. And it just like <laughs> yeah. sounds good. I feel like this is an album that will uh, get better and better each time you listen back to yeah. it, you know? Yeah. It's one of those types the of The melodies
0: things. stick in your head. Like I mm-hmm. found myself like singing the melodies, just listening to it over the past week. Oh, like yeah. just different melodies from different things. Mm-hmm. And
1: yeah, yeah it's Re- re- really tight in that area yeah um this album put out three singles uh, black bitch and too close to hate and uh let's black talk about the bitch too close to hate you want to back that up buddy no i stand by those words all right <laughs> in the order i said them um so <laughs> let's talk about the album cover because the original album cover i had no idea what i was looking at it looks like a metal embossed something
0: I uh, fr- until I saw the definitive edition, mm-hmm. I always thought that it was just some weird symbol.
1: Oh, okay, yeah.
0: Never knew it was a face.
1: Yeah, I, I, I knew that only because I used to own this album. And yeah. If you would open, up this, I owned it too. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you open it up and you look under the CD, then it was the 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 green and like purple version of. Oh. It looks like a dude just like smoking a. Oh my god, is that a jazz cigarette? this podcast is over i'm oh sorry we
0: don't we do not condone <laughs> no drugs on this podcast
1: Mm-mm. it is disgusting i i apologize to the yeah the listening oh, staff jesus christ i kidding. didn't realize it was going to be this type of show this is, yeah. but uh it is kind of surprising that that's the album cover I know. <laughs> you know yeah. because it doesn't seem like there's really like drug anything related to this album that i can oh. tell listen mm, to lyrics no. <laughs> right, well, we'll get into that. It's a classic flaw of mine. Um, but I can't tell like who's on the album cover. Like is this I'm pretty sure that's who is this? I can't I can't tell I, if it's I, I'm pretty sure it's it's uh Le, Le joie. Le... John Le joie. Yeah. Uh Le joie uh, Witherspoon. Um I, okay. Uh so this would be the second appearance of a an album or a band member on a new metal album oh, that's in right. that case, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's all connected. But it's all distorted and twisted. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like someone took a fisheye lens and they were like, but what happens if the fish is out of water and flopping around a little bit? Fisheye lenses had,
0: fisheye lenses manufacturers in the 90s were billionaires. Oh my
1: God. They saw one Beastie Boys video. They're like, this is, <laughs> we're in the money now. I watched, speaking of Limp
0: Biscuit, I watched, I never knew there was a second version of counterfeit the video what so there's like the one that i'm familiar with which is like uh it's kind of it almost looks like a little bit toolish like there's like a dirty grungy room and a person like you know with you know under crank camera like they're you know twitching around and taking frames out so it looks all weird and creepy man yeah and then there's another one where this kid is getting picked on and he cuts all of his hair off with scissors and then slathers his body in this like. Black sticky goo and puts this giant like mantis head on and puts these like fake mantis arms on and goes downstairs and, like jumps on the table with his parents and is like uh, like attacking them kind of mm. um, and it's like obviously like a like Wes <laughs> designed the, the creepy alien and the <clears throat> interscope was like uh, let's do something that's like uh, looks like tool because this is. <laughs> This is weird, but not in the way we want it to be yeah. weird. We need we need commercially weird.
1: I was gonna say that seems like a post credit scene from the movie Venom. Let there be carnage. Yeah, I still haven't seen it from Sony Pictures. Is it worth your time? No, it's really not. I still haven't seen the first Venom. Well, you're did doing you it Morbius. Right. Hell no, no, no. I wanted to. I really did because I was like really? so curious about like all the the uh, Spider Man of it all. Right, because it had like. The uh, the Toby Maguire Spider-Man poster that had Murderer written on it in an alleyway right, that yeah. Morbius was walking through, and then it had like the Daily Bugle logo from the Andrew Garfield movie, and then it had Michael Keaton show up in it from the Tom Holland movie. It was like, how does this all work out? But then it turns out a lot of that shit was not in the actual movie. It was just for the trailer or whatever. I'm like these fucking corporate pieces of shit and i love corporations these, i know these people don't even know but yeah. i worship corporations and they would do me dirty like this i'm like nah i'm not gonna
0: i just what bought the skywalker saga on switch yesterday i get a lot of money to disney well they need it well actually you know what's weird is um the game is actually made by warner brothers
1: <laughs> really yeah that's crazy
0: yeah i know it's how really weird.
1: All? how was that? you know what else is weird i was just thinking about this like you can have kermit the frog in the muppets and you can have kermit the frog, mm, kermit the frog here. <laughs> on sesame street and he's right. the he's the one that walks between two worlds because uh muppets oh, is yeah. disney and then sesame street is warner brothers and he can appear on both he's going back and forth yeah he well, didn't <laughs> he better show up in dr strange multiverse of madness that's the, if he's not in there they're doing it wrong. I'm gonna shoot the theater up. Wait, oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, that was probably not cool. <clears throat> um, With bad looks. Yeah. Yeah. Evil gaze. Uh uh Yeah, but 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 back then and back in the day, the Muppets wasn't owned by Disney
1: because
0: they didn't buy that until eighties maybe, nineties.
1: Oh, I thought it was like the two thousands like part- or something like that
0: maybe when they fully bought them, but the, I know they had like the partnership with the Muppets. So yeah, they may not have like fully owned it until after Hinson died and mm-hmm. they, you know, <laughs> are going to buy everything eventually. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and uh, so I don't think that was, was owned by then. And then what was the other, what would you say? Uh, Kermit was on what, Sesame uh, Street. And that's, that's Warner Brothers. Yeah. Now, but it wasn't back then. Right.
1: Uh, I don't think so. I think it was just like, on, it was on it was PBS, a public access. but yeah. I don't know if it was a um, or pu- like a, a Warner Brothers like production that they were just licensing to PBS or yeah. how that worked. But yeah, you can like watch Sesame Street on HBO Max now. Kermit the Frog is on there. He's like, I don't know anything about no mouse. No? <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of it.
0: I was going to try a Yoda impression. Let's <laughs> get all Frank Ozzy in here. <laughs> Kirby. <laughs> that wasn't Yoda. I was Miss
1: Piggy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. I got it. I got it. Um, oh, Kirby. But uh, speaking of green, let's go back to yeah. the Southern Dust album, right? Smoking
0: green here on the 420 <laughs> podcast. Hmm. What do you think Hitler's doing right now, man? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. I, I posted this on Instagram the other day, but it was like, Loud explosion car noise. Elephant noise. We're not your dad's rock and roll. Coming up next, we got a full hour of the hardest fucking shit you've ever heard. Now playing Imagine Dragons. That's what I feel like every time I listen to our local rock station, which used to be you know an alternative station that would play like metal and all kinds of cool shit. That they got yeah. bought up by fucking Clear Channel, and now it's all it, they were an independent um, an independent uh, 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 radio station, mm-hmm. so they could play like anything they wanted to, and they would play like all kinds of cool deep cuts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then once they got bought over by uh, Clear Channel, it's like you know. Mm-hmm fuck all i don't give a shit like if they get noon, they do like a retro hour 90s retro hours. oh good
1: grunge i'm used to only hearing like three or four grunge songs an hour <laughs> and this is just like a whole hour dedicated to it you know
0: i like grunge but the same like 12 grunge songs mm-hmm. played over and over and over mm-hmm. again yeah don't if, if they would go for some like deeper cuts like that mm-hmm. would be cool like yeah i would like to hear some like other deep cut sound garden or yeah Nirvana or whatever
1: Throw some like Fucking mud honey Oh in yeah there, Like mud you know? honey yeah. Or
0: mother love bone Or something mm-hmm. Meat puppets Do something But no yeah. No they're just gonna play <laughs> they are gonna play Pearl
1: Jam Yeah Again Of course <laughs> Yeah You're just gonna hear that For the next Hour Solid
0: And I You know it's like I like that song But god it's Fucking so overplayed
1: <laughs> I don't need to hear it For five years you no, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Yeah I don't I don't need that Right now um, so on, uh, the Seven Dust self-titled Seven Dust. album, yeah. um, let's, uh, let's go over the, uh, the fucking, uh, personnel, like we, uh, like personnel. to do here. So as we discussed, Lejean Witherspoon is the lead vocalist. Clint Lowry does lead guitar and backing vocals. John Conley does rhythm guitar, also backing vocals. Vinnie Hornsby plays bass. Uh, and that's all the, the vocalists. Vinnie. Wait, hold on, hold on. Morgan Rose plays drums and checks notes backing vocals as well. So there are essentially four vocalists in this band. Hmm. Bass players just like, I I don't have time. I simply don't have time to help you guys out. There's <laughs> We've got four do.
0: strings to worry about over here. Yeah.
1: Possibly a fifth one. Maybe yeah. later down the road. Yeah, definitely. But um I I knew that uh I think it's Clint Lowry did uh yeah I knew he did backing vocals, John Connolly. Uh I don't think I was aware that he did because like uh, especially in the the song praise that comes like two yeah. albums from now they each have very distinctive vocal parts uh lajean witherspoon clint lowry and morgan rose and they sound so like distinct to me in seven dust music anyway and i i feel like john Connolly maybe just did like the backingest of backing vocals or whatever right maybe like gang style vocals or something that's like way deep in the mix or yeah. whatever and you yeah, like, yeah. i get a credit right yeah <laughs> but um but yeah, like the those three that I named, I feel like those are part of the like lyrical and like vocal DNA for 7 Dust. That's what yeah. sets them apart as a band, you know.
0: Okay, that's that's interesting because I was assuming that um that Le Joie did um <laughs> I assumed that he did uh, like his own like own like harm harmonies. But mm-hmm. I'm now wondering mm-hmm. if because I did hear a live performance of theirs and they had I didn't it wasn't a video, it was just audio. Mm-hmm. It was on just some random thing I listened to on Spotify, but it was like a live performance. Yeah. And they were having har- harmonies in there. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm like I'm pretty sure that's not like a pre recorded track. That sounds like so I'm guessing
1: that yeah that uh, what's the guitar's name? Uh Clint Lowry and then John Connolly. Okay. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I'm guessing one of those two are are Helping out with the with the melodies because they really really they got really tight melodies on these.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there are a couple of instances where you can distinctly tell that Lejean is doubling his vocals okay. at certain points. But um, yeah, I, I, I think everyone does their vocals to like great service in this band. Oh, because sure. everything is like yeah. very distinct. And I've always been curious as to, especially when you've got like three plus people providing vocals, like yeah. lead vocals on certain parts of specific songs like how the lyrical like component comes into the equation like is each person like writing their own part or like oh it'd be cool if i did this part right like yeah morgan okay yeah i guess (laughs) whatever you want to do i suppose you tell me but uh yeah yeah. so uh you want to get into it you want to talk about uh these songs uh well just a couple a couple
0: quick things just about the just kind of give you an idea of the band if you're not familiar with Mm -hmm. them um so the originally they were named uh Rumblefish, which yeah. is a reference to the s.e. hinton book mm-hmm. s.e. hinton right mm-hmm. yes s.e. hinton oh, i guess i just uh, i just yeah. said oh,
1: yes yeah. you could have literally said right. dr seuss and like, oh yeah, yeah of course uh
0: the coppola movie that was formed uh filmed in tulsa of course Rumble yeah Fish. we all know yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh great movie great fucking great movie uh love that movie um uh, but obviously there was a uh, you know movie named after that, so I assume that's probably why they didn't go with that. And then they went to Crawl Space, <laughs> which apparently there was a band that was already named Crawl Space. <laughs> yeah. They actually released a song uh, called My Ruin, which is on... Uh, I think their second album, or is it on this album? It's on. Well, it's, it's on. on the, Mortal it's on combat this soundtrack. one. It's
1: on Mortal Kombat More Combat. More Combat. Okay, yes. Yes. which I also owned. And uh, I fuck yes, it. I had all three Mortal Kombat <laughs> soundtracks, and they fucking ruled. I they have, did. I am so desperate to track those down because you can't find them on any streaming service. They right. just have like playlists or whatever. But I'm like. Yeah, that's not a, not the real thing. No, or whatever, but that's you know. the
0: one big thing about streaming services is they don't have full soundtracks. Oh my god! And there's some songs you can only get on soundtracks. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're kind of fucked.
1: Oh my god, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've been just heartbroken that I go to my Fast and Furious playlist to listen to songs. I'm like, oh, this song is no longer available yeah, in your region. Oh, I'm like, goddammit. God it, fucking hate that. Got to fly to fucking Spain to listen to the song? What the fuck? Yeah, fuck that. <sighs> yeah, it sucks. Yeah, uh, it's the worst thing you can do to a person. I'm just gonna say it.
0: They uh, they actually start or not starred. They were uh, in in the background of a movie. Oh really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> From so, Justin to Kelly. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, someone who's been in the news a little bit lately. Uh, let me just say.
2: Keep my wife's name out of your mouth.
0: (laughs) Chris Rock in Down to Earth. (laughs) I've never heard of this. Uh, He's like, it's like some kind of like religious, not It's not a religious movie, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I think he's an angel or something.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. I have never seen it,
0: but apparently they're in it. They're like playing a show wild okay yeah and it's like I no there's idea. a scene film I, I i didn't bother to watch it because yeah. i don't care <laughs> it's weird yeah um uh, but yeah I, I just thought it was funny mm-hmm. also there's a something that i i i kind of discovered when i was reading up about them so I, the the sort of like the not urban legend but like the myth surrounding them was like mm-hmm. oh they're the hardest working band in like rock because sure. they would tour for like Three hundred and fifty days out of the year, like mm-hmm. they 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 didn't have houses at one point, and I just always assumed like, oh, they just must really fucking love touring and that like that they're just like machines and that just must be their thing. Uh, well, not exactly true. Um, so apparently, in uh, they, they they signed a really what sounds like a very shitty record deal.
1: Yeah, you know who the record company is, right? Um, uh, no, uh, TVT you remember was it tvt tvt yeah they uh you and i grew up with a a band called gravity kills they were also on tvt tvt was primarily like a television theme song type of company and they would license out music or whatever right But they ended up signing signing a few bands gravity kills being one seven dust being the other and uh, there may have been uh, another few bands after that but yeah evidently they they would hose these bands on these various deals and uh yeah.
0: Oh, okay. So they actually they left TVT in 2004. Mm. And then they signed up with another um another label called Wine Dark Records. Mm. And this was the one that was unbelievably shitty. Oh, uh, wow. there's a story uh that uh they tell that uh uh People, I guess, after the shows, people would come up and say, hey, when's your next album coming out? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, it's been out for five years or five months. Oh, shit. Like there was like zero promotion. Mm-hmm. They mishandled their money. The the guy just like stopped showing up. I guess they're like, sort of, like mm-hmm. manager, not manager, but handler, whoever mm-hmm. uh, from the label just like fell off the face of the earth. Jesus. And then they found out um, in 2006 after Wine Dark Records uh, just went away Um they found out, so so they were relying on a tax return to pay like their road crew and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, turns out, um, uh, they found out their accountant hadn't paid their taxes and they owed one hundred twenty thousand dollars to the government. Jesus Christ! Um, and said <laughs> so we were beyond broke. We had close to uh, we had a debt close to a million dollars, and we were in a position. No matter how much money we thought we were making, we were still having to pay. <sighs> So God. yeah, so 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 that whole thing of the hardest working uh, band in rock that just toured nonstop mm-hmm. uh, was actually so that they could uh, pay money, yeah, uh, because they owed a shitload of money mm-hmm. and uh, were were flat broke. Which seems, you know, they had relative success. I mean, mm-hmm. they they were a decently big band at this point, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it just sounds like they just got completely fucked over yeah by by a really shitty label.
1: Which sucks because they are a stellar band. Like yeah. they've got some major hits. They put on great shows. Right.
0: And touring is one of the ways that you make a lot of money mm-hmm. generally because mm-hmm. you sell merch. Yeah. Um you, know, you get obviously paid from the show uh and usually you don't have to have like a lot of overhead costs because generally the the label is providing like a per diem mm-hmm. and and helping out with a lot of that stuff but it sounds like i mean who who knows the specifics yeah um no one knows not even seven dust I, I assume i mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> clearly not for <laughs> someone, for a while someone fucked up big <laughs> yeah. time and uh yeah like really mismanaged mm. some some shit and yeah. uh it's really unfortunate because they're they're a f- phenomenal band
1: they really are and so like you said they had to change their name from rumblefish to crawlspace because of name rights or whatever being being held elsewhere and then they ended up changing some band tried to charge
0: them twenty five hundred dollars i saw that yeah (laughs) so they ended up changing their name to
1: seven dust and listener if you're asking yourself well why seven dust it's like because six dust sounds fucking stupid yeah eight dust get out of here kill yourself actually it's because
0: hear? i think uh, the drummer or something saw uh the 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 pest control substance seven dust design, and yeah. was just like How about seven, seven dust, dust
1: yeah. like fuck it sure yeah. even though even though he went from like Rumblefish, which is like essentially um, like uh, an owned name yeah. to crawl space also an issue they are running yeah. into. they're like well this chemical that's owned by a company is called seven dust i guess we'll call ourselves that I'm like what the <laughs> why why would you pick that but they they made it work you know
0: yeah yeah i mean it it uh i guess they they changed the, the spelling, the spelling so enough like, yeah
1: they made it one word changed the spelling yeah yeah, yeah.
0: but um yeah it's really all i have for the kind of the background i'm sure mm. as we go along we'll, we'll kind of maybe delve into mm. where they're at as we go down the road yeah. but um as of right now i say we just uh Get the fuck into these songs right now.
1: Hell yeah, dude. Let's start Burr. with, uh, what do you say, track one. Pff, change it up here. Hey, whoa. Uh, what a great way to open this album with this like crazy guitar effect, which is something that we hear a lot throughout this album is... Uh, oh my God, listen to it. There's a, a live DVD they had that yeah. came out, and they opened the show with this, and LeJean Witherspoon started out at the back of the venue, and he was like in the crowd. And he's, like, walking his way to the stage throughout this portion. And he's, like, trying to, like, walk through everyone. And the audience turns around. They see him. And they're like, holy shit, it's him. They keep him from, like, getting to the stage. So at this part where he's singing, not even to his microphone yet. Yeah. So he's, like, he gets up there, like, mid-verse on this first verse and then starts singing or whatever. <laughs> and it's, like, it's so crazy. Like, the the fans back at that point, we're so ravenous for seven. Oh, Dust. crazy! And especially for this song. This song yeah. fucking rules. Song rules. The the only way you could beat this song is if there were like. Well, honestly, we'll, we'll talk about when we get to the the second track. But like, this is such a great opener. Yeah. To this album, um, I, I love that guitar effect. I love the the vocals on this. Um. We're not to the chorus yet. Like, it, it, they get through two verses before they get to the chorus. But by the time you get to that first chorus, oh my God, like, the guitar is kicking, oh, and yeah. it's just like, man, it sounds so fucking good.
2: Oh, hmm. Yeah.
0: This whole album, I cannot help but hear um, uh, Living Color. Oh, yeah. They give me Holy strong shit. Living Color yeah, vibes. Yeah, yeah. Living Color fucking rules. Mm-hmm. I don't, everybody knows like the, the, the one big song that they had. Um, cult of Personality. Cult of Personality. Uh, but I've gone back uh, the past several years and like have gotten really into them. Like They're fucking incredible. Yeah. Incredible musicians.
1: And their vocals are just,
0: mm, mm-hmm. just like you said, like butter.
1: That's something that we have not even discussed yet. I feel like Lejon Witherspoon is the first, like, black person in new Metal. Yeah. And, like, he's got this soulfulness to his his voice. This song is called Black, right? Right. And it, I, I read somewhere a long time ago that this is, like, his experience with, like, being black in, like, a maybe a white space or whatever like oh, that.
0: Oh, it definitely is, yeah.
1: And it's... I don't know. Like, it never even occurred to me. Like, when I... I I know he's black, I know the song is black, but I was taking it to mean, like, the color black like that we see, like, Metallica's the black album. It's just, like, a color in hard music. Right. And I I, I never connected it, the dots until someone's like, well, yeah, idiot, <laughs> that's, yeah. What, that's what it's about.
0: I, I'm minding my own business. I ain't doing nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I look in the mirror, I don't like what I see. I think it's, like, some, like, sort of, like, uh, kind of, like, loathing, self-loathing, which I've uh, you know, I I I've got a lot of black friends, mm-hmm. and um, hearing, you know, just listening to their experiences, and uh, I think it's something that, obviously, it's, and I'm just a white guy. I shouldn't be fucking, but I, I'm I'm just repeating, you know, kind yeah. of what I've heard mm-hmm. and trying to relate to the song, yeah. uh, how they feel almost like an internalized guilt and almost like self hatred at times, mm-hmm. um, because it's like conditioning from uh from our culture where you know a lot of people's experiences with black people on in media and television and movies mm-hmm. is a lot of the times a negative one it's getting better now yeah but you know he's I think uh like almost 50. so you know he's definitely from the south has definitely been through some shit sure yeah S- some some fucked up shit I'm mm-hmm. sure. And so sort of like that, uh, just, just experiencing that, I think mm-hmm. it's it's really interesting to hear it, especially in like the new metal space, which is predominantly dominated by like white people, mm-hmm. um, uh, or at least not, not black. There's, there's, you know, it's, it's somewhat diverse. It's yeah, more diverse that. than, than a lot of rock is, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, more diverse than country, you know? Damn straight, mm. except for Little Nas X, man. that be fucking <laughs> whales, dude.
1: Lil Nas X, Cowboy Troy,
0: okay. Yeah. All right. Dude, that song he got, Old Town Road, mm. holy shit, dude. But then I heard he was a gay Satanist. <laughs> a gatenist. A gatenist. Mm-hmm. And I liked him even
1: more. <laughs> what, 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 a, what a twist for Cletus. <laughs> you know what? Cletus kind of cool, you know? Kind of fun to hang out with.
0: Hey, it. you know, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. <laughs> I got some theory here if you guys want to read it. <laughs> um, you guys on a
1: live journal?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, i ever uh, listen to Noam Chomsky. Uh, <laughs> that dude's pretty smart, dude. He's got some shit that he knows, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, I agree with this politics. <laughs> <laughs> always, there, there, uh, there, there are um, like redneck progressives. Uh-huh. And it's always funny. Like they're, they're like a fucking unicorn. Like you'll run into one mm-hmm. every five years, but it's always funny to talk to somebody with a really thick, like Oklahoma accent. who's oh, like yeah. actually really progressive. Uh,
1: The, uh the bald guy that Bill Hader does an impression of on SNL. He's, uh Oh, he's like, um, oh God. There? He's,
0: uh, married to Madeline Albright. Um, he's
1: like Jesus. He looks like a snake. He says, "Yeah, I'm a snake." Yeah, <laughs> he's uh,
0: Clinton's campaign manager uh, early on. With oh my god, what is his name? It's driving me crazy. Anyways, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, raging Cajun. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he's great. But yeah, when when somebody when somebody with that that deep accent gets into <laughs> liberal philosophy, I love it. It's always fun.
1: Uh, man, I can't find it. Uh, you said Madeline Albright.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, Oh God. Am I getting that confused? Uh, okay. So we're not, so, so I don't have to do uh, corrections. Let's, let's (laughs) look
1: it up. Lick tie.
0: Look it up. (laughs) No, not Madeline Albright. God damn it. Um, uh, (laughs) this is great. (laughs) This is great pod, right? Uh, James Carville. There we go. Yeah. Carville. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, Mary Madeline. Madeline uh, Albright. Mary Madeline. Okay. Uh, you know, it was there. We we're, were in the neighborhood, yeah, it was, you know. It was yeah, we were we were related. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, he's uh he's great. But she's mm. she's like famously like a conservative. Um Oh really? Wow. Yeah, and he's liberal and that's weird. Yeah, it's always like a Well you just make it where I can't I can't do a Cayman <laughs> accent. I I just default to <laughs>
1: Dicktown, Oklahoma. Um but uh, so strong album starter, right? Oh yeah, and you're like, right ha- at the gate. How can this possibly get any better? Yeah, you right? know, we start off with a cool guitar effect. You know, great little like intro. It's gotta be downhill from here. It's gotta be downhill. Seven can't possibly get better than that. Wait, oh, that's weird. They slowed the song way- or the album way down. It's like a weird choice. Oh. was well, this
0: some like acoustic song? <sighs> It's
1: crazy. God, they've already gone soft. They went with, like, guitar effects. Now they're on clean guitars? What kind of bullshit? Wait a minute. Wait. Huh.
2: I'm coming. <laughs>
1: I started headbanging in just a second. <laughs> yeah. When uh, Morgan Rose chimes in. Oh, Whatever the what fuck he says. Right there, yeah. Song
0: rules so fucking hard. Best
1: song on the album. Like, oh, this, for sure. they have to play the song at every concert, right? Hey, why wouldn't you? It, it's incredible. Like, who else has this, you know?
0: I bet they don't even get tired of playing this song. It's just so much fucking. They- it's got so much in there, and it works.
1: You know on the live version of this that's on the definitive oh, version of the album? yeah. There's like that pause before Morgan Rose like comes in with that. Yeah. And I'm like, that's kind of a weird choice. But then I was like, no, he's the drummer. He gets the say-so of like, when the band <laughs> starts again. That's like the biggest power move, you know?
0: Look at me now. I'm the tempo. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's just sitting there with his the sticks above his head, just like at the rest of the band. They're just like, come on, man. Just say the words, man. Yeah, the song. Then back to clean. It's just like so dynamic. Like so simple, but so dynamic. Cold Chamber, take notes. Oh, please fucking take notes, (laughs) man. Oh, speaking of which, on the last episode, I couldn't think of Des Fafara's other band. It was Devil Driver. And they have like some like decent songs that are like better than cold chamber well how could it not be and honestly i was thinking back on it and like throughout the past week outside of listening to seven dust like in my head if a song from the last episode got stuck in my head it was a power man 5000 song yeah i was like god damn i think i like the album more than than i thought like
0: it's a grower not a shower i think Mm -hmm.
1: yeah like i feel like i'd have to be in a certain mood to listen to it but i'm not really outside of loco i'm not going to go back to that cold chamber album (laughs) for that like what's the point but god, god. This, this song fucking rules on top of rules you know yeah this is like a gotta this is be a, a genre right yeah okay uh-huh. yeah Ugh. Mm-hmm. it feels like he's singing from his like navel you know yeah.
0: see that harmony i
1: think that's that's Clint, got lowry oh you think so out with that one yeah Oh, okay Ugh.
0: and then he manages to take that like beautiful melodic thing and turn it into this like aggressive but still like melodic
1: and uplifting yeah it's like aggressive but like soaring at the same yeah. time you know yeah wild
0: because a lot of a lot of uh, singers like they may be able to sing really well but then when it comes to screaming they don't really have much like uh like melody in their vote mm-hmm. in their vocals yeah. but he like can still like muster up this like guttural mm-hmm. like energy but still have like a nice coherent um Uh, like, uh, like, like, like melody under it. It's like, yeah, structure to it. Yeah, yeah. 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 There are a lot of very talented, a lot of
1: like metal and like hard rock singers will just like simply scream, whereas he is like hitting notes. Oh yeah, you know
0: that's very, very, very hard to do. Mm -hmm. Very hard to do Mm -hmm. because I've done some singing. I'm not like a I'm I wouldn't call myself a singer, but like I've done like backup vocals for a lot of bands. Um, and singing is the most difficult. Thing to do in a band
1: oh uh, it's just anywhere really like yeah. i tried it earlier this week i can't go back to that chuggy e. cheese now i can't show my face there no charles entertainment cheese will not have <laughs> me back is that what the e stands for <laughs> yeah Oh, God.
0: Yeah. I had a friend that uh, was Chuck
1: E. Cheese. Oh, my God. I wanted to do that when I was younger so bad. We used to just go to in there
0: and get shit-faced. We'd, go, we'd oh, smoke a bunch of weed in the car, oh, yeah, and yeah. then we'd go in there and just chug beers. And we got into a fight with another uh, table of, like, oh, I
1: dudes. Thought say, I thought you were going to say you got into a fight with another rat. <laughs> <laughs> like, a rat showed up. <laughs> he was trying to start some shit. Oh shit! Pizza rat's on a bender again. It's that shower rat. Fuck.
2: <laughs>
1: He's fresh. Oh god, it's Master Splinter from the Ninja Turtles movie.
0: <laughs> Damn. Oh man. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, that was uh, that was bitch. That was uh, I think the best song. I mean, there's still some, yeah, yeah. there's still some good songs on here mm-hmm. to go, but that song is just fucking unassailable. It's, it's a, perfect.
1: It's a literal one two punch on this album. You come in yeah. so hot with these two these first two tracks, you know? And if I'm being honest, like the rest of the album just kind of like plateaus a little bit because the Right. Not because the the rest of the album is bad, but because these first two songs are so strong. These are right. like all timer songs in a Seven Dust live set. Yeah. You know?
0: Apparently they played black um for every intro or like, that was their first song for every concert up until like 2004 or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, so, I read that. Yeah. They were pretty active, I think, even in like earlier in the mid 90s. Like, they had been already, this is 97, I think they'd been mm-hmm. together since like 94, 95. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So, they had been doing it, you know, for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so it's a long time to just open up with the same song, which uh, mm-hmm. hats off to them. That's what Queens of the Stone Age does every time. Nicotine, Valium, Vicodin, marijuana, ecstasy, and alcohol. <laughs> it's just one note played over and over and over again.
2: We didn't start the fire. It's
0: so good. I fucking, I fucking love it. <laughs> Better living through chemistry. Oh, oh, <laughs> love it. Um, and for the for the record, not mm-hmm. that anyone gives a shit, but uh, I, I would say my favorite like modern band that is still playing and putting out music is queens of the stone age so mm. th- this is where my musical tastes have kind of evolved to where um i still enjoy the heavy stuff but i like a little bit more um um like a little bit more weirdness and a little bit more mm. uh i guess melody in there yeah. um but i think queens of the stone age is is the greatest
1: band that is playing right now mm-hmm. i i love queens of the stone age but- you know what's uh, interesting. I, get, I can definitely see that in you. That makes total sense to me. And there was a lot of mm, this album and some of the, the previous albums that we've discussed as well, where I was like, I remember liking this a lot more when I was younger. Yeah. But as I've like grown up, I'm like, oh, yeah, this just like constant chugginess isn't really like hitting the sweet spot for me Yeah. as much as it did when I was younger. My tastes have just changed a little bit. I still like some of it, but like, yeah. you know, there's. And we have a whole like library of music oh. available at our fingertips at all times, you know? Yeah. So it's like, if I'm not really into a, so, like track seven, like a deep cut on some album I'm listening to. Right. Like, you I'll just won't listen simply, to it again. Yeah, I'll just go to listen we're, to something we're else. Where back
0: in the day when you bought a CD, you're like, well, I, I have to listen to every fucking song on this over and over mm-hmm. and over for the next month because mm-hmm. this is the only CD that I'm going to have or mm-hmm. not the only one, but you know, like this is my new CD. I've got to listen to it a million times. So you, yeah. would, you would end up getting... Knowing every single track on every album that you bought, whereas now it's yeah I'll listen to an album and I'll be like okay I like these four songs off here so I'm gonna I'm gonna snag these off and put them on a playlist yeah like because I don't want to listen to the rest of these I mean occasionally Mm -hmm. there are bands um, all them witches is like probably my favorite like new band Hmm. Um, and I don't know we maybe maybe another time we'll, I'll I'll play some of it for you cuz I think you would really I think you would really
1: dig a lot of it oh, another okay. band is uh Turnstile which Oh my god that the new album Oh you know oh it Oh my god uh I I listened to I think most of it I haven't like done a deep dive on the the whole thing but uh
0: front to back bangers
1: I love the album cover it's like yeah, pink with light pink, pink, pink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just like it's, it's my whole vibe and then um the uh it's
2: got a new metal vibe to it. I want to thank it. you
1: for helping me be myself or whatever. It's oh, just like, right. It's like uplifting. Yeah, but it's just kind of like it, it's a little bit like post punk. I Man, it's just like it, it's it feels so good to. It's listen hard to. to
0: define. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I definitely see like a a through line th- from new metal mm-hmm. into it because yeah. there there is like one or two songs especially mm-hmm. that I'm like this could have come out in like 1998 and it would have been like on TRL like. Uh, but like in a good in a in a good way. Not <laughs> that sounds like a slam. No, no, it <laughs> to be on been, TRL in
1: ninety eight. But that was literally like what the culture, like young people, were listening to. That right. was the yeah. the in in the zeitgeist for yeah. for us at that time i'm glad you
0: i'm glad you like turnstile yeah man that, oh my that God. album i listened to it so much last year i
1: need to to go back and re-listen to like the whole thing from front to back but um, uh, yeah i do like a, a few of those yeah. songs on there but uh, and they'll yeah. have
0: like yeah they'll have like kind of like a punk song they'll have almost like a metal song and then they'll have just like some cool groove like mm-hmm. but it's still like got like an tempo thing to mm-hmm. it and it's like Dynamic and fun and interesting to listen to, and they're just they're a fucking phenomenal band. And you a know what?
1: They have a black guy in the band. Thanks, Seven Dust. They do, yeah. Mm hmm. And I think he's a bass player. He is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a really good bassist. Though. He is good. Really yeah, good yeah. Bassist. He seems to enjoy what he does. So yeah. that's good.
0: Uh, speaking of black guys, next up we got Terminator. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Made no sense. I'm just trying to find <laughs> grasping at straws for segways. I was
1: going to say Arnold Schwarzenegger's favorite song off this album.
0: Yeah, well, if you say his last name weird, it... All right, let's... i remember kids back in the day like that couldn't pronounce it
2: would say oh it my like, god yeah, yeah
1: that was rough yeah mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> anyways mm. uh sorry <laughs> one could say it but we certainly would not you no, know yeah. no no mm-hmm.
0: all right <laughs> we're not gonna say no that. i don't even i listen to a lot of hip-hop mm-hmm. and i like listening like the lyric you know, like hip-hop is the one place where i like listening to lyrics
1: um, yeah, it, rock it's, it's music. Important. I want
0: the vibe to kind of wash over me. Yeah. What they're saying a lot of times is kind of bullshit anyways. Yeah. Um and inconsequential. There are some songs that I really love the lyrics to, mm-hmm. but for the most part, lyrics are secondary to the music for me. Same. Hip hop, obviously, the lyrics are probably first and foremost because mm-hmm. it's a lyrical-based like style of music. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I listen to a lot of black artists mm-hmm. and they, you know, some of them say the N word a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Freddie Gibbs, who I love. Uh, says it like once a line. <laughs> like, he does not go more than like three bars without <laughs> dropping Job it. In it. Yeah, and and I I love him. He's fucking phenomenal. He's one of my favorite rappers. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, when I listen to it in the car, even if I'm by myself, mm-hmm. I will not say it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but I will not say it. I, I will uh. not let that word leave my lips. And people think I'm crazy. They're like, "What if you're in your car, no one's around?" I'm like, "No." It's the fucking principle of the thing. I, yeah. I'm not going to say it because it's an ugly word. That's good. That's and, good. And, you know, I can choose to not say it mm-hmm. just as easily as I guess you could choose to say it. So it's like mm-hmm. where people are like, well, well, it's just a word. Why can't I say it? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, because you don't have to. Like, you can make the choice not to. Yeah. You can make the choice to, but you can also do, like, not
1: do it. So it's, It is it is kind of weird if you're, like, a white person and you're making that, that choice, you know? Yeah. That, but it is a what little is bit your strange. your in-game here? Yeah, I know. What
0: is your why? why? What do you get out of it? Uh huh.
1: Are it's, you just
0: mad that they can say it and you can't? I like, was. You can, but like you just shouldn't.
1: <laughs> I once heard a uh, white conservative. I know it sounds like a you know. <laughs> I know, believe it or not, whites can be conservative too. Man, twenty twenty two is so weird, wild. But uh, I I heard this white guy go like, "Well, black people get to say it." I'm like, "Get to say it." I, th- I felt like that was a term yeah, like kind of forced upon no. them that they reappropriated, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for good reason. Mm-hmm. And
0: like history exists. Yeah. Cause everybody acts like, like, yeah, if there was no history,
2: mm-hmm.
0: then yeah, it's just a word who cares. Say mm-hmm. it. But like that word carries so much history and, and kind con- of negative connotations to it that, uh, it's a lot of weight to say that word, especially leaving a white man's mouth. And also there's a lot of black people that are, Adamantly against saying that word. Mm-hmm. One of one of my best friends, Scott, is is black. He's a rapper. Refuses to say it because he just doesn't. He, he's he's not like making a big deal out of it. He's just like mm-hmm. I don't want to say that word. It's an ugly word. It's got a lot of negative connotations. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just not say it. Yeah. And a lot of my other black friends are like, Yeah, we don't we don't say it either. I got some black friends who say it. Whatever, mm-hmm. it's fine. Mm-hmm. But um, and you encourage them. That's the important yes, part. Yes, I I, I them to say it. As <laughs> <much you> <laughs>
1: you get up to a certain point in a sentence you point to them they say it for you you yeah. continue your thought
0: when i when i when we were younger uh-huh. um clinton um uh who uh was one of uh, like five black people in our town yes um he was a good friend of mine mm-hmm. and i used to give him rights to school every day and we would hang out after school and listen to you know listen to records and uh cds whatever mm-hmm. um and we were we were really close and uh uh my my family and this will just give you an idea out there if you come from a small town this may be relatable mm-hmm. especially if you knew black people or new people of color um so clinton would come over to my house like every day after school mm-hmm. um like our like junior senior year when i was driving like every day come mm-hmm. over and my parents didn't treat him any differently they just like hey clinton you know what's up mm-hmm. and never made any kind of deal because it wasn't a big deal like my parents aren't racist they don't give a yeah. shit like it's just Hey, it's your friend. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember our senior year when we were graduating, he told me, um, how much he appreciated that he could, he he loved coming over to my house because my family never like was like, what do black people like? And he said like, he would go over to other people's houses and they would like, what's your hair feel like? Um, what do you guys eat for dinner? And it, even some houses would they would he would come over and they would find out he's black and would be like he can't stay here. He's uh-huh. like there was a lot of times when I was younger that I would go over to somebody's house to spend the night and I would have to go home and I, you know, like kind of didn't understand what was happening at first. But my dad eventually explained it to me that um, you know, it's because they're racist and they don't mm-hmm. want a black person in their house. Mm-hmm. And so our senior year, he like told me, um, like he cried and was like, dude. Mm-hmm can't tell you how much this means to me that i can come over here and like be like part of the family with you yeah yeah we'd eat dinner with us all the time his dad worked at night Mm -hmm. um so he would just be home alone his mom they got a divorce and he lived with his dad um and so he would spend the night over my house all the time you know he like became like part of the family and um he did tell me at one time he was like Ross, you're the only white person that I allowed to say the N word.
1: <laughs> you got a pass. I got a pass. <laughs> yeah. and, and now you're going to use it on me, this very Here episode. we go. <laughs> Three, two, one.
0: <laughs> no, no. Um, but I, I, I would say it like when we were like, because we would like rap with each other. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I would say it. Mm-hmm. And he was like fine with it. Mm-hmm. And so I got it in my head at a young age that I was like, oh, well, he was like one of my best friends and he was fine with me saying it and I know I'm not racist. So like, I'm never saying, I never said it like in a, in a hateful way at all. But like, if I was like, you know, rapping or, or or whatever, like I would say it. Um, and then I was like, wait, Clinton, Clinton went to the army and I'm not around him anymore. And now I'm just a white guy out in the world (laughs) saying the N word. I didn't say it all the time, but, but, um, Yeah, I quickly like uh, uh, nipped that shit right off because I was like, "No, this is this is not okay." Like Clinton, I appreciate the I appreciate the pass. Mm -hmm. Uh, I choose to not use it. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, Sorry for that tangent there. No, no, no. no, It's good. Like it's it's important. Yeah. It it, it's it goes along with um, I think this band in a way, right? Like it's uh, and this is something that we I feel like maybe most young non Black people have done. Uh, and not, you know, like you were saying, not not to be, like, racist or whatever, but you, like, grew up hearing this in, in music or seeing it on TV or whatever, and you don't even think about it. You're like, yeah, you're in that mindset of, right? oh, man. I can say this. You know, it's not really that big of a deal. And then, like, once it's you get older word. and you get perspective, you're like, oh, no, this has definite connotations. And it's like, right. I'm just – there's so many other words out exactly. there in the universe. I'll just say I usually say dead. ninja. I usually sub in my last name because it sounds – Oh. Close enough. Okay. Hibbard, please, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds just as cool, too. Hibbard, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but What I, is up, my dudes? What is up, I, my Hibberts? To to bring it back to Seven Dust, yeah, I do Seven think Dust. that uh, just like it didn't occur to me until we got like an hour plus into this mm-hmm. conversation today, I was like, oh, yeah, Lejean Witherspoon is black. Like, he's just like... A really fucking incredible singer, yeah, and very like fucking handsome. No one talks about this. Oh yeah, he's good. He's, like one dude. of the like best looking people, yeah, that has ever existed. That big ass nose ring. He's like ripped as shit. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking jacked. He's a, a straight up punk. I, I don't know how he's not on like the covers of magazines and shit, but uh, maybe he's just like trying he's to on the cover of my magazine. Hey, you know, you know, lick tie monthly.
0: <laughs> lick tie lick picks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move this along. Terminator. Yes, Terminator.
1: Terminator. Morgan so Rose. I Morgan were... Rose is like, hey guys, what if we start this one out with drums? <laughs> yeah, all toms. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: Um,. This kind of reminded me of like Cold Chamber, but if Cold Chamber was like better.
1: <laughs> you know, I think Morgan Rose was briefly married to Raina Foss, who was the bass player in Cold Chamber. Oh, really? Yeah, I think there was a connection there. Because I, that I, makes I sense. think I remember hearing them like touring together back in the day or whatever. Yeah. Or they, they were like a tight knit couple of bands or whatever. Yeah. That, that makes sense. But I also, it had to be like crushing for Cold Chamber to be like, oh, we were here first. We're going to. Destroy this and then. Yeah. Seven Dust, like, opens for them or whatever Flocked and destroys a things. Giant monster <laughs> hog on the table. Well, this was another thing about, kind of like you were saying, uh, Seven Dust was known as being one of the hardest working bands. They were also one of the, like, hardest, like, live bands or whatever. Yeah. Like, people hated to follow them. All at the dudes shows. are,
0: like, pretty, like, in yeah. shape. They like, all look like,
1: like linebackers. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is, just, like, fucking huge. I don't know if it's just, like, a Georgia thing or what, but damn.
0: All these California you know what I'm going (laughs) to say.
1: Fajits.
0: (laughs) This California Jonathan (laughs) Davis's. You know, until... That part where the... That. Uh Where everything drops out except for the drums and just him screaming. Mm
2: -hmm. Ugh. Yeah.
1: Turn this back up. (laughs) I was today years old when I realized what the fuck they were even saying right there, it's like I'm a Terminator, determined. What is it?
0: I'm a Terminator, determined to end your life.
1: Oh yeah, there you go. And and I had no idea.
0: Part of the reason I was comparing this to Coal Chamber is because um, they do the re- the repetitive chorus. Yeah. But they do it in a good way. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Dead
1: the- truck. My truck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's dynamics to the music part of it, so I feel like that buys them a little bit of like credit toward just repeating the, the lines of the, the chorus or yeah. whatever, you know? And whenever we get back to the verses, I noticed on this song it seems like this is the closest that Lejeune gets to rapping on this album. Oh, and it, yeah, honestly, it might be... I don't know if it ever gets back to a verse on this, but that was just something I noticed when I was listening back to it today where he's just like, he's almost, doesn't really have a melody to the, the verses on it. He's just kind of like speaking right. or whatever. Yeah. But it's like kind of somewhere in between rapping and, and singing.
0: But he's got a good enough unique voice when he does that, that it, it stands out. Yeah, it's and interesting I'm probably realizing to. that these are probably Lejean and... Jurgens, what's his name?
1: <laughs> what well, Morgan Rose does the? Uh, oh wait, right. The guitar. I mean, I'm assuming Deliver- whoever does oh, the yeah.
0: majority of the backup vocals is, is then trading off.
1: I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we got a lot more of this.
0: <laughs> well, we can we can go to the next one. Sure. Um, yeah.
1: Because yeah, th- 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 that's basically. Yeah, it just is the repeating the chorus yeah. from here on out. Yeah. So
0: next one is too close
1: to hate. Mm-hmm.
0: I really love the vocals in this and I'm getting heavy, heavy, early Faith No More vibes in this song.
1: Ooh, okay. Interesting. Um, I like that they explore guitar effects, you know? Like oh, West yeah. Borland does that in Limp Biscuit. Seven Dust does that, at least early on. I haven't listened to their more modern stuff, you know? yeah. But it's just like, oh, we have all these pedals. We're supposed to right. not step on them? Yeah. We <laughs> bought them, you know? It's cost 120 bucks. Am I gonna use it?
0: Some pedals can be like thousands of dollars because they don't—they only made them for a short time and like the only oh. you can get them is a you know the limited supply that are out there. Oh shit! I was watching a uh, a video of Limp Biscuit playing um, live in France and the ceiling collapsed. It was raining. And oh, the shit. water came down and hit his pedal board. I saw that. Yeah, I really, like, walked off the stage uh-huh. because it was like probably like. 10, 20 grand worth
1: of like petals the that that just got ruined. That fucking sucks. Yeah, I remember seeing that Instagram post and they had a picture of it. And it was just like all these petals just like soaked in water, yeah, like standing water. Suck. There's those backing vocals by fourth guy, by <laughs> fourth meal. I think it was this song. Was it this song or was it Terminator that was in uh, Celebrity Deathmatch? No, it's Terminator. Sorry, yeah, the song Terminator. Oh, is featured yeah. in the MTV television series Celebrity Deathmatch. But this song was uh, okay. Here, the third single,
0: Patent Vibes. Big Patent Vibes. Maybe not this so much, but that part—that <laughs> part of it—I'm uh, not
1: familiar enough with his uh, his work outside of the song "Epic."
0: So there is a there, there is like a brief period of time in the late '80s, early '90s, where there were these handful of bands that did this vocal intonation that nobody does anymore. So you had like your Living Color, you had your Faith No More's.
1: Oh God, this chorus man! Oh man, oh so cool. good.
0: But he's doing the same kind of like vocal intonation. uh Brandon Boyd does it on the early incubus stuff too okay it's kind of like a funk soul like I don't even know how you would because it only seemed like it' existed for a few years and with only a handful of bands yeah but uh I really like that
1: that vocal style and I wish more people did it but maybe it'll come back. You know, new metal is having a bit of a resurgence. It is. It's having a bit of a moment. It's, yeah. (laughs) All right.
0: I will say the, that one of the cons I have for them is they do get a little bit repetitive, like, and they could maybe use a little bit of editing on cutting out some tangents or some repetitive kind of bits, but some very minor complaint.
1: There's a, there's a lot of, The two guitars and the bass playing the same thing at the same time for like half of most of these songs. Right, you know. And it's a lazy bass player, is what it is. I'm (laughs) I'm gonna say it.
0: So here's the lyrics: I'm stuck inside, I'm stuck inside, I'm stuck inside, and now I feel it in my head again, and now I feel it in my head again, and now I feel it in my head again, and now I feel it in my head again, and now I feel it in my head again, and now I feel it in my head again. again. I'm still stuck inside, I'm still stuck inside. (laughs) That Big is truck. That, I'm, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. That a, I'm reading that line by line. That's how many times it repeats those things. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, this this song especially gets a little bit, you know, samey. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So do you want to move to the next one here? Sure. Yeah.
1: All right. Is that Wired?
0: Yes. The magazine. So you said that uh, when we were talking about drugs earlier. Uh-huh. Uh The song is entirely about cocaine. Oh my god. Yes. I thought
1: it was about coffee. Nature's, that's a drug I nature's cocaine
2: <laughs>
0: wait I think I guess cocaine is nature's cocaine <laughs> oh yeah that's true yeah lock my door close my blinds I want to be myself what's that thing you put in your nose can I have some I see you do this every day I okay. hope you don't blow yourself away are you feeling really good okay you know Could now it that be
1: about it. it's, it's interpretive now that you put lyrics to it uh yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah. that totally makes sense to me that's funny and this one is like the drums are a little bit uh, more manic yeah. than some of the other ones, other songs, you know. i have a feeling they did cocaine, or at least new people who did, because this is pretty. I don't in a rock band. I know it's weird. I don't know. Like in the 90s, though.
0: But he's smoking on. a joint on the cover. I,
2: I
1: don't know. But he just did weed. Could have been a clove cigarette, for all we know, you know. Yeah. yeah, one thing that. Uh, we should point out is like Morgan Rose is a pretty fucking good drummer oh he's great he doesn't do a lot of like double bass and that type of thing but like as far as like a a hard rock yeah style of drumming I think you could like put him like up there with Lars Ulrich whoa from Metallica right slow down yeah I know but no he's just like he's very good a lot of a lot more dynamic than I think people tend to give 7 Dust credit for he's a tight he's a tight drummer like everything is just,
0: just perfect. Mm-hmm. He there does these, those
1: little fills that are. Just, they, Seven of US uses these. Uh, it's like programming, or these like a little electronic noises that kind of go throughout the album as well, which I like yeah. a lot. Um. In the, the, 97 was the year of the pop snare.
0: Mm-hmm. Like everybody was popping that snare. Mm-hmm. Pop
1: that snare like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that right there. Mm-hmm.
0: He's got that but he's like he's like hitting notes perfectly, mm-hmm. like pitch perfect, but it's like just guttural. I like it when the drummer plays along with the vocals. Like, here, I'm just going to rewind it just a second. Okay. So listen to the drummer with the... That little, that little fills whenever he was doing his, like, vocal parts. Like, a lot of drummers don't do that. They just play their, like, drum and, and mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Like, Dave Grohl's, like, a really... He's known as, like, a uh, like a vocal drummer. Because if you listen to his drums by themselves, you can almost hear, like, the notes that Kurt is singing. Oh, in, yeah. Like, in,
1: like, Nirvana. It punctuates those yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, you know, when, when, the, when the melody goes low, he'll go, you know, like, on some big toms. And when it goes high, he'll, you know come up on some you know mids or whatever.
1: <laughs> Turns out it was a nose ring. Nose <laughs> ring the whole time. Looking like a straight up Brahma bull. Alright, any other notes on wired? Uh, all I wrote was cocaine.
2: Cocaine <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine well, you want oh, to move on made.
1: to uh, track six, yes. prayer, which is a song I like quite a bit. Surprisingly, like I don't yeah. care for uh, the actual, it, it, yeah, uh, religion in general. But uh, I, I like this song. I think yeah, it's his vocals like, are solid in this, and
0: I love the porn guitar coming
1: up here. Oh yeah, I like the. Uh, I think it's this song where it's like. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah there we go. There's one of these songs where it sounds like Morgan Rose is playing like his sticks on the side of the snare.
0: Let me get inside. Get real deep in there. And I'll bust out the lube. And then I'll bust it on your face. This is thank you.
1: (laughs) This is Jesus singing, right? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Hey I'm Jesus. (laughs) I got a little bit of
1: pain. But I know how to use it. The original Soy Boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh man. There's a. Wait, is this Ooh, the chorus? That's a, good a free chorus. a oh, pre-chorus? Satan. <laughs> Jim Varney. <laughs> oh, hey, Burn. Christmas tree Christmas tree This is a great chorus Oh it's great It's like they're saying this song is a prayer so you don't have to do it which I'm all for I'm not fucking doing it That that, that harmony right there Mm -hmm. Good Stellar Man that is so funny Yeah it is porn guitar Just straight up like 70s like funky stuff You know Rocker, rocker. we don't hear a lot of like funk in seven dust I don't feel but this is no it's this is it this it, is their version of it you know
2: yeah
0: oh, his vocals man mm-hmm. can't be said enough add so much without his vocals there it would be good mm-hmm. you know but his vocals just take it to like 11 mm-hmm.
1: do you think there was ever a point where the twisted sister guys were like Hey, Lejean, um how about doing it with more soul <laughs> yeah.
0: can you do it more like d snyder <laughs> yeah.
1: see there's some like electronic flourishes there a little bit and oh, now it's over then we got a an actual guitar solo yeah well not very many of those about damn time in this one hey you know what's funny what I was going through and I was like naming this this file so we could get recording uh, set up and all of this stuff. Yeah. I was like, you know what? We're talking about Seven Dust on episode seven. Truly kismet. We're like Deftones. Mighty, mighty Deftones.
2: Oh, good one, man.
1: Yeah. I'll have to retell that story. That was on the last episode. <laughs> Whenever we get to that second Deftones album, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll relay the, the story to the, the well, see, uh, listener.
0: Was that no, it's Cherry Poppy and Daddy's. What the... Do- what did the... Uh, what did my The Boss do? Never had to
2: knock
1: on wood. Oh,
0: that, uh, right. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I like Trey Pop Daddy's better. <laughs> do you? Yeah. In the afterlife, we got the of our serious <laughs> life. Yeah.
1: I love that song, <laughs> unironically. It's great. Oh, what a wild band name, you know? Uh, any other notes on prayer? Nope, just that I really love the vocals and the yeah. uh, porn guitar. Before we go to track seven, which is called Face... I can you turn it up so we can hear the, the little like drum programming in this? Because this has been stuck in my mind since I first heard it. Okay. In nineteen ninety seven. Um Okay, so
0: before we start this, yes. we may have said this up top. Mm-hmm. Um so trigger warning on this song? Yeah. Did you not read the lyrics? No. Okay. So I didn't read the lyrics until today. Oh shit. Because um, I heard something in there, and I'm like, wait, wait what? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to interpret this song <laughs> as um, it being a bad thing. However, if you listen to the lyrics, mm-hmm. it does not sound like he is saying it as a bad thing. Okay. Um, I can read you some of the lyrics when we get there. Okay. <laughs> All right. I was like, man, it I not- like this song. <laughs> I, I, I was saving this because like there was a turning point that I had today because I've listened to this album like, I don't know, six, seven times in the past mm-hmm. week. And um really hadn't paid much attention to the lyrics outside of, you know, a couple little spots I would like go look at. And and this one I just happened to like glance over and mm-hmm. see it playing and saw the lyrics. And I'm like, wait wait, what? Um So trigger warning for um rape or sexual abuse. Goddamn. Okay. Yeah.
1: I just like this opening part. I've been like beatboxing this little like dumb electronic beat for 20 years or whatever. It's just (laughs) so. Yeah. Yeah. I just. I just think about it sometimes. Bryn
0: is currently reading the lyrics.
1: Well, this is, uh. This is different than what I assumed it was. Wow, it literally has the, uh, the R word in this, huh? Oh, wait till it gets there. Jesus Christ. Damn, I did not know that's what he was screaming If you missed there.
0: that, he just screamed rape. God
1: damn. Holy shit.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was like... She's tired and she wants to go home. I can't let her get away. I promise one day she'll pray for me to forgive all I've done. It ain't easy, that's what she said. I swear she screamed, screamed so softly. Rape me, don't make me wait. Huh.
1: Jesus Christ. (laughs) This song comes after a song called Prayer. You know? I literally have, at 156, huh?
0: Because she screamed so softly, rape me. That's when that happens. And I was, like, listening to it, and I'm, like.
1: It's this song. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting.
0: I love the pain. Discuss it with myself about what I've done. I can't imagine it'd be so much fun. It lasted so long. The trip went on and on.
1: You know, we were having fun there for a little while. Yeah, maybe we <laughs> just uh, maybe we just move right past that one. Um, you know, uh, the good times, and we were talking about the n-word and having a laugh. <laughs> oh, there, there we go. There we go. Well, I did not know that song uh, was about that. Um, I still like the <laughs> opening drum part. <laughs> Honestly, it. it's <laughs> p- putting
0: the lyrics aside, yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Like it's heavy, it's got like good vocals.
1: Man, I just really wish the lyrics were literally anything else. <laughs> I, <laughs> wow, holy shit. Yeah, that's not a boy that makes me uncomfortable. It's hmm. it's bad. Yeah.
0: And I don't know I tried to justify it in my, I guess there's no justification for it. No. We'll just move right past that. Yeah. So okay, next up we got speak. Mm-hmm. Um I've got it uh, uh j- just another another instance of him finding a really interesting melody in a song um in in, in like a in, in a in a guitar pro- progression chord progression finds really interesting melody um Guitars are very simple, you know, so it's it's hard to find something that's that's really genuinely catchy in there. Yeah. Um. But overall, I kind of found the song a little bit boring.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's we've got so many other bangers ahead of this one, you know. Yeah. That it's like, do we need this one? But also, this is certainly back in a time where it's like, well, you got to have enough music to right. fill out an album, have to have enough songs to fill out a tour. If you were to, to play live, you want to have a variety of music available to play I suppose right yeah so this is just like filler however I will say despite it being filler still better than 99% of the songs on that cold chamber uh, album. Yes, agreed. <laughs> um, yeah not a whole lot to uh, to speak of beyond that on speak
0: yeah mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to get to like the, the chorus because I think it's a pretty solid melody
1: yeah. I don't remember what this one is
0: Like, you know, again, vocals are the standout on this album for sure. Yeah. I guess maybe I was thinking more of the verses, not the chorus.
1: That <laughs> guitar, the, I feel like that's something that they do a lot of on the next album, Home. Like oh, you hear really? that type of that's like a, a a signature Seven Dust type of sound where it's like uh, a snippet of a lead or something like that you right, know right yeah. yeah like a little bit of like whammy bar guitar uh, strumming or something like a yeah like a
0: yeah hitting the whammy bar or mm-hmm. bending the neck something we'll but yeah. Simple guitar progression, but yeah, he finds a, he finds an interesting melody in there, so i got to give it to him, but yeah, overall, this song is just kind of, uh, yeah, it's fine.
1: We can move on. All right,
0: so next up, we've got Will It Bleed.
1: I like that part. Mm-hmm. It's good. Cool little, like, electronic stuff in there as well.
2: Yeah.
0: Really chuggy-chuggy. Mm-hmm.
1: Hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a digital ghost laughing. Yeah. Sounds like uh, the dog from Duck Hunt, you know, laughing <laughs> at you.
2: <laughs> chug, chug, chug.
1: He sings so low in this, you know. Yeah, it's but and that's his like starting point. you really get two notes here.
0: So, you know, you got two notes. So he's he's got to find something interesting to do with that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Man, he yeah. does. I think he does. He had his work cut out for him on a lot of this album, you know?
0: Yeah. That's why he's so buff. He's got to carry this album on his fucking Yeah. No, no, the rest of the band's great, too. But they're they're you know, not a lot of uh, variation in their sound.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a good sound, though. So, you know. This like surprised this me. Like, this, these lyrics stood out to me. I'd rather kill myself. Yeah. You really don't hear that from, like, black people all that much. I say right. it all the time, but... That <laughs> black people should kill themselves? No, me. <laughs> I'm not a psychopath. Just me. Yeah. I say I should walk into a chip. Yeah, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting. I don't remember listening to this part back in the day. I think maybe I just stayed in the first, like... Seven tracks First of out. this when I when I listened to this, God, back in the day listening to to face, I had no idea.
0: I know, God damn, I was like listening to it. I'm like, I really like this song, and I saw the lyrics, and I was like,
1: Well, this was a mistake. Fuck.
0: <laughs> yeah, like you said, I wish the lyrics were anything Literally, other yeah, than that. Uh-huh. Do you believe in magic? <laughs> I hope you do.
1: I, I, I like it. Yeah. Good. It sounds like it's like relationship based or something like that. Yeah. I'd rather kill myself than put you through the pain again. Yeah. Or maybe being born. Get over yourself, dude. Kidding. <laughs> uh. uh right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Move on. Good. You think? Uh, my ruin. So this was the song that was on that Mortal Kombat, More Combat oh, album right. when they were Crawl Space. Yeah.
0: This is where I, uh, well, last song, I'm starting to kind of get a little bit fatigued. And then yeah. by this song, I'm like, eh, I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's fine. I think when we get to the, the chorus, as has a little bit more of a hook to yeah. it. But this is like, can you imagine hearing this on a Mortal Kombat soundtrack? Like, it's pretty slow, right? And yeah. I understand the albums, you want it to have like peaks and valleys for the listener. Right. But this is not really what I would put. This is not the best foot I forward. should
0: put face on there.
1: On, well probably yeah like back in the day I could I could see that I think that's the part that I remember hearing when I was listening to that Mortal Kombat song, or soundtrack back in the day mm-hmm. that in Inside My Shadow it's just so catchy That I like jogged a little, like, tidbit of nostalgia when I was listening back to it. It's good. Yeah, that part's good. It takes a little while to get there. How far into the track are we at this point? 130. One thirty. One thirty. Okay. Minute and a half to like get to the like meat of it, you know? Right.
0: Not what you want for a Mortal Kombat sound. No. I'm Tony Blade. I'm here to say. Oh my god. Holy <laughs> oh shit! I forgot about that song. <laughs> yeah. I'm Tony Blade. And I'm here to say. I'm the best. I'm the best. Most rapper in the U.S.A. <laughs> best most rapper.
1: Best most rapper. Yeah. And the award for best most rapper goes to Sonya Blade. <laughs> All right. uh, any other thoughts on my ruin?
0: Uh, no, I know it's, okay. it's
1: solid. Yeah.
0: Little, but like this
1: is getting—I'm getting fatigued at this mm-hmm. point. Um, well, you think you're fatigued now? Well, yeah. Let's yeah, move yeah, on so to we're Born to Die. Yeah, track 11—the the final track on the like original album. So outside yeah. of any bonus tracks or anything like that. And I had this thought today. I was like, you know what? I think if you listen to an album that's mostly good, and you get to the end track, and it kind of sucks or is like just not anything to comment on, I give it a lot of grace because I'm like, oh "Oh, yeah, yeah. it's the last song on an album. I don't care about. That's where it it belongs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like they just recorded an extra thing. You're like, we gotta. We put time into this. Yeah. We. It sounds like
0: a. It sounds like a Seven Dust cover band
1: yeah yeah it definitely sounds like a, a b-side if yeah. anything you know it sounds like cookie monster <laughs> okay. yeah and then also like the title foreign to die sounds like a super cliche oh I know. Title, you know? So,
0: some of his lyrics are getting into pretty cliche territory, especially looking, I mean, at the time, maybe not as much, but, like, anytime I hear, like, anything, a song or a lyric, that's like, my pain, like, the way I feel, like, I, I'm like, I'm out.
1: You gotta uh, call the lyric police in on him.
0: It's the most cliche shit, and I think, yeah. you know, butt rock really took it way too far in the 2000s because every fucking Creed, Chevelle, fucking uh, Three Doors Down, all those like butt rock bands, like it was all about the, my pain and the way I feel. Like I just after a while it, it doesn't have any impact anymore because yeah. like if everybody is just like tortured and also you're a fucking millionaire rock star, like we talking about my the way I feel, my pain, like write something fucking interesting like you just you're like doing uh, the the idea of a tortured band Mm -hmm. instead of actually you know go out there and get addicted to a drug and live in a gutter for a while and then you'll come up with something that actually like is meaningful and resonates
1: yeah Hey, Soli Erna from Godsmack. Um, oh God. I'm not getting a twenty dollar a day per diem. Okay. You know what I like I from that? I kind of like that song. You hey, know, hey, full disclosure. Yeah, I mean, like, Godsmack has their their own problems. Oh, but boony. like, like, politically, for sure. For oh, Soli really? Erna, yeah. Oh, okay, well. But uh, that said, I do like uh, a good chunk of that first Godsmack album. But I do think it's hilarious. Is it a hot chick on the cover. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But uh, I do like that the singles from that album all yeah. have the word away in the title. Like, go away is in uh, whatever. Right. Um, voodoo. Uh, I'm not the one who's so fairy. Oh, yeah. That's part of it. Uh, and then, like, there's like two or three other ones yeah. that are like that. And I was just like, God damn. He, did, he didn't lyric police himself on his own album. Like, that, it's all in the same one. It's not even spread out over several, you know? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Voodoo was at least, like, kind of original. Yeah. Like, it had I think some so. interesting, like, drum parts, mm-hmm. and, you know, like, it didn't sound exactly like every other butt rock thing that was out. Mm-hmm. Everything else they did did.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> one song, though. I was like, oh, this is bad. It got played to death, so it, you know, fucking mm-hmm. sucked. But, um, <laughs> uh, so there's one more. Uh, I want to play okay. that's off the Definitive mm-hmm. Edition. Sure. And that is School's Out. The cover. The cover. This is... It's a new metal tradition at this... Well, maybe not at this point, but it
1: soon will be a new Absolutely. metal tradition. And the thing that I thought was funny is... Because uh, I I downloaded this, like, a while back, but I didn't listen to this cover until today, like, yeah. after work. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I did, it didn't even click with me that there was a cover song on this. Right. And I was like... Damn, the amount of restraint they had to not put that on the original album. Oh, no! Because, like, going forward, that's usually the lead single from, right. like, yeah. a number of bands, you know? Yeah. Especially after uh, Limp Bizkit hit it with "Fade," That was, like, yeah. their third single one. or whatever. And then it was, like, Orgy came out with Blue Monday.
0: Cold uh, Chamber did, uh... Was it... What was the cover that Cold Chamber did on their second album?
1: Ooh. That's a good question. Some say the best question. Uh, Let's see. Let me me look it up here.
0: So I don't know. You you use Apple Music, right? I do, yeah. Um, Has Apple Music now decided that the only thing that you like is new Metal?
1: (laughs) More or less, yeah. From uh, torturing myself with this stuff.
0: All of my recommendations are all new Metal.
1: Oh, really? Yes. Uh, Let's see. You know, I really... I can't find it. Here's the the second album, Chamber Music, right? So, if you want to take a look through the list there. It sounds familiar oh, to me. Oh, Shock, Shock the Monkey. Oh, the Ozzy Osbourne right. song. Yeah, because he's on that song. I just think of that as like a team-up song. Right. It didn't click with me. Um,
0: and then, uh, who does the... Uh, is it Dope that does spinning around Right Round yes. or whatever? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all dope. What a fucking dope
0: I like that Flow Rida version of it <laughs> yeah. I actually do best best cover unironically I like it it's fun <laughs> yeah. it's stupid but I like oh yeah
1: yeah it took me a second to realize what Flo Rida's whole thing was but like oh he's he's a dum-dum he makes <laughs> yeah. he makes music for the dum-dums he's from Florida that's what it is that's yeah. that's his whole shit is he from Florida what if he's it's not from Florida be. what if he's from like Utah and he's just like Flo Rida <laughs> yeah <laughs> There's actually a lot of really
0: good uh, rappers coming out of like Miami, Miami Dade area right now. Uh, I would argue possibly the best, or at least the the most like creative, um, unique rapper that's uh, doing anything right now. Denzel Curry. Um, but oh, is, really? At least is, is is he's not fully in the mainstream. Like he's not like a like in the pop side. But I would say for like for what he does, he's. Uh, like, like peak top of the mountain in his like, kind of, you know, like I wouldn't even call it alt rap, but it's, it's kind of alt rap E like, uh, it's not mainstream hip hop. It's like more like kind of outsider weirdo hip hop. He does that really good. Um, uh, Is it Killing It in the Name of? Yeah. Yeah, Killin yeah. You showed that, that to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. He does a lot. I mean, man, his uh he just had a new album come out and it's really, really phenomenal. Really dig it. You should does, listen to it.
1: Does he like curry,
0: like the food?
2: Um Does probably, he ever rap about
0: that? He raps about Dragon Ball Z a lot. Alright, he's in <laughs> he's in the club. in Star Wars. So. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, oh, he's yeah. a he, he's a he's a really cool dude.
1: Well, uh, since we talked about it, I'll add that song to the uh, the playlist before the listeners even listen to this episode Perfect. of the. the it's show. on there. So I was like, it's already on there. What's even to worry about? You know,
0: one step handle of the bread line. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's cultural appropriation. Oh yeah, I all right into it.
0: Oh, well, I got some Mediterranean. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of. It's close enough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, that was a Seven Dust's self-titled album from yep. uh, April 97. And uh, I guess we should uh, rate this bad boy. Oh, yeah. Right? Ratings. Yeah. Ratings. 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 So mm-hmm. zero to seven mm-hmm. new metal guitar strings. Ross Licktime, we have you on the air right now. When do you rate Seven Dust's self-titled album Seven Dust?
0: I give it a big old fat Cinco. Oh, oh, oh,
1: Number five. Number five. The wolf dead. I give it a five. I give it a five. Ross, we're in the hand holding club. This is oh. a fiver for me as well. Yeah. I, part of me wanted to go higher um, earlier on when I was listening or really re listening to this. But then, like, yeah, you get a little bit of like ear fatigue it's in the, the latter half of it, you know? Uh, plus, there are like better Seven Dust albums that come after this. And you know I'm just trying to judge each album By its own merits but that said I know this band can get up into A six to seven string territory Yeah at a certain point so Yeah seven strings all the way Total of ten strings congratulations Seven dust five strings all the way Well Yeah five five from you five from me You said seven strings all the way Oh I don't <laughs> Listen to this show <laughs> as I'm Talking yeah <laughs> His yeah. eyes are
0: rolled back in his head like Paul Bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know oh, wait, no, wait, not Paul Bear. Uh Paul Blart. Paul Blart. clopp. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we are doing. Mol clop.
1: <laughs> oh boy. We gotta keep this going. Blart, mall clop. <laughs> you know, we didn't like name Undertaker. The titles. Undertaker
0: did the roll eye roll back thing. I said Paul Bear. Undertaker did
1: that. Yeah, but I was like, did Paul Bearer not do that? Maybe. What a weird name. Like, his parents named him that, and then he, like, worked for The Undertaker. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Kismet. It just kind of works out sometimes, you know?
0: I don't know what that word means, but I know the context.
1: Well, Kismet on this very episode, Seven Dust on episode seven of Nudist Colony, thank you You all for listening. You said Kismet earlier,
0: didn't you? Mm -hmm. That's where I got it. Mm I don't know. My eyes are rolling back in my head
1: now. I'm I'm a little bit of an influencer. Yeah, you are. Driving un- under the influencer. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's it <laughs> for this yep. album, right? So, uh, listener, please uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Uh Email us nudistpod at gmail.com. Again, no T in any of that stuff. And check out the Nudist Colony Spotify playlist. There's a link for all of that stuff in the show notes. Ross. Yes. Do you know what comes next in the new metal timeline? I don't. Okay, good. Do you, Would you like me to tell you? Please. Please do. It is Get Some by the band Snot. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Their first and only album.
0: You know, I think I've listened to that album like once or twice, but uh, this is going to be a new one for me.
1: I don't think I've ever listened to it all the way through. I think I've only heard like maybe one or two songs like Off over of, the course of like 30 years or what, whatever. straight
0: or whatever. Well, not even straight that. Straight uh, Stay Straight is a song that we did back in the day.
1: Yes, Ross and I, the aforementioned Preston and Adam, were in a band called the Booty Cash All-Stars. It's the greatest yes. band name that's ever existed. A, a, no question. Coquitally known as BCA, we all know. Right, right, right. We had a song called Stay Straight. And I don't think it was about like uh, homophobia.
0: Uh, well, it was, a, it it was, was a joke. Like... Yeah. Um, because Preston was very much not... Uh... Uh, the, the straightest man in the world. Right? Right, yeah. Uh, so it was. It was a bit of a joke uh, to play on like super macho because he did like mm-hmm. a faux German like not <laughs> and then uh, and then the chorus was just fuck 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 right, fuck, yeah. fuck 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 fuck. I've got it downloaded. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll get it ready next time we can yeah. we can maybe play some fuck
1: of those yeah, songs. Yeah. yeah. Not copywritten. Nope. Don't copy me. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Over a police siren. No, we were doing it right, you know.
0: And uh, I mean, like, if someone were to tell us, like, if someone were to try to hit us with like a copyright,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, like, and try to come up after us, like, proprietary songs that we wrote in high school,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I would probably tell them get 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 fucked, get get get, get, <laughs> get
2: fucked.
1: Bye. Bye. Fantastic. Uh bye.